bad blood You know it used to be mad love So take a look what you've done Cause baby now we got bad blood Hey, Now we got problems And I don't think we can solve them You made a really deep cut And baby now we got bad blood hey. Did you have to do this? I was thinking that you could be trusted Did Shiny, now it's all rusted Did you have to hit me Where I'm weak, baby, I couldn't breathe And rub it in so deep Salt in the wind like you're laughing right at me Oh, it's so sad to Think about the good times You and I Cause baby, now we got bad blood You know it used to be mad Back at it again, baby. Down in the studio. Woo! Oh, good to be back. It's great to be oh, back. So good to be back. You know, after last week, the hiccups. A couple hiccups. Frustrations. A couple um, frustrations. Yeah, it's nice to be nice to be back. I, I vow to be better. You know what? We were texting with Big Dick Daddy a little earlier, and you know what I kept telling Maddie? I said, we gotta be better. Yeah, it's true. We gotta be better. It's true. It's a team effort. Teddy is still on the pup list, physically unable to pr- produce. Yeah. Produce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, which is a little bit rough, but that's okay. I mean, you know what? Teams ride and fall together. It's true. We'll make the best of this situation. We always do. Yeah. Pod's bigger than us. We got some guys coming up on the practice squad. Exactly. And you know what? Like, I just won't read those message boards. You know? <laughs> I'll keep off the internet. You know? Keep yeah. off Twitter. Keep the bad hate you know? out. Yeah, I know I can be better. So, so here we go. Here know? we go. Here we go. Episode 45. 45. A little T-swizzle. T-swizzy. <laughs> And now we actually, well, okay, here's one thing where I cannot say we. Matt <laughs> figured out how to get music back onto the oh, pod man. because I don't know if many of you guys noticed last week, but we did repeat songs. And that was the first time in the pod's 44 episode history that we had to use the same song twice. True. In episode one, we used the same song intro outro. Yeah. Those Drake. were those were the. Remember cave, what the first song the was? The Caveman Days. Uh, just hold on, we're going home. Going yeah. home. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Those were legit. The Caveman Days. I think that first episode maybe got to forty-five minutes, and now we can't even get through pass around the NFL in forty-five minutes. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> we do like yakking. Yeah. Well. Um. The more you practice, the better you get, I guess. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah. Insert word quote here. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> um, well, episode 45. Uh, again, I'd be lying if I you know, looked up any guys with that number. Um, but Matt knows the website. I've tried to look before. Everybody knows I'm not a, a great internet guy. You know? Yeah, it's, it's 
too bad the internet's not catching up to 2021. I know. I know. It's so behind. And, like, why haven't they introduced search engines on the internet? Yet? I you know. know. Like, I know. Oh, man. If only you could type in every NFL player to ever wear insert number here. <laughs> if only. That's if how only. it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know what, Gordo? You didn't miss much. <laughs> because this is episode Chris Fumatu Maafalu. Running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, mainly ended his career in Jacksonville. He came to the league by way of Hawaii in the University of Utah Utes. Mm. Uh, played a few years. Uh, mainly his most notable years happened for the Steelers. And I believe... Uh, in the, in a, in one of the, in one of the years that the Browns made the playoffs under Butch Davis, we ended up playing Pittsburgh in the first round shootout. Tommy Maddox was the Pittsburgh quarterback. And I think Chris Fuamatu Maafala scored the, uh, winning touchdown in, uh, at Heinz Field. Absolute shootout. Um, you know, being a Maui guy, oh yeah, right. You know, I feel like sometimes when I go there, I can just speak the language. You know, uh, Heliakala. And actually, Megan and I always joke that that's what I want my retirement job to be: is the guy who does the announcing at Luau's. <laughs> And the king and queen, Kamahiamaha, yeah. on the island of Maui. Right? How good? Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. The only snag snag they're going to run in if they hire you is like when it's your time to actually announce. They're going to be like, Where, where's this Gordon? They all having a smoke in the back. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. But you know what? Like, we were kind of, our hand was forced with Chris. Yes. Because the only other 45s that. I found notable, or that we've heard of, were Deion Jones, the linebacker in Atlanta, and uh, Devin White, linebacker in Tampa Bay, uh, Super Bowl champ. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's it. You not know? much. Not much. Getting into the dog days of numbers oh, here. Man, right? it is getting we're in, we're in uniform purgatory here in these <laughs> yeah. numbers. Oh, man. Don't worry. We make up for it in United. <laughs> we bounce back. Well, who's sponsoring us this week, Gord? Well, we got who's a, paying us the dough. We got a special so we can pay Podbean. <laughs> <laughs> we got a special sponsor this week. Um, good friend of mine, Kellen Gallagher. He uh, he runs an outfit called Gallagher Travel. Oh. And uh, Gallagher Travel started out uh, me and a few of the boys. Actually, quite a few of the boys. Like there was like seven of us or eight of us. We all went on a big sports trip to Boston, New York. I've probably told a couple stories from that trip on the pod before, but... Most certainly, yeah. Kel, and this was in, like, 2013. Okay, so, like, you know, not that long ago, but if you think about it, it is actually quite some time ago. It's almost 10 years. Dude, it's fucking wild. Yeah, it's crazy. And so we went to uh, Boston, uh, to an Eagles-New uh, England game, mm. Red Sox-Yankees at Fenway, uh, an Alt J concert, and then Fuck yeah, and then we went to the Manning Bowl in the Meadowlands. Oh, so geez. it was Denver Giants. Nice. Kellen booked everything for the guys. <laughs> everything. I mean everything. Got the flights, hotels, tickets to everything, and we just paid him back. So it, <laughs> it, we were like, legitimately, it was like a travel agency, right? <laughs> so we were calling him the Priceline Negotiator. <laughs> 
and uh, I was bullshitting with them on Sunday when I was watching the game in my outdoor football sanctuary. Yeah, very nice, by the way. Not bad, So, right? So, yeah, Kellen is the Travago guy. He's the um, Travago guy, pre-DUI. <laughs> Pre-Dewey. Um, so, explain, what is that setup? You bought a, You bought the projector on Amazon? Was it a package deal? No, so you had to buy the screen and the projector separately. Right, yeah. But I bet you total cost on the whole deal was maybe only 175 bucks. Decent. So the projector was 100 and I think the screen was like 50 or 60 to 75 I don't okay. know. Okay, yeah. Um, and so Megan, we always said, oh, we'll have like a movie night outside on the deck or, you know, down by the fire or whatever. <laughs> and then so finally it's like fucking fall. And we're like, shit, we bought this projector <laughs> and we never even used it once. And I was like, okay, I was like, well, why don't we go have Sunday night football? Fucking right. And so... You fire up the queue? <clears throat> uh, no. What did we make for supper that night? Didn't fire up the queue. No, that's a lie. We had ribs that day. Oh, yeah. beauty. Um, so we ate ribs and whatever down by the fire. But the only thing is it does need to be really, really dark mm-hmm. for it to work. Yes. So... It, uh, yeah, we set it up, but the only problem is where it hangs, the perfect spot for the projector is actually, um, right on the fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that doesn't work. So the screen, like, I had it closer for a bit, so the screen was, like, smaller than the projector, but it wasn't very good, so we ended up moving it back. Yeah. And I just tilted it up a little bit so you could still see the banner at the bottom. Mm. But it was awesome. So you're plugging your phone into that thing to stream it? No, so you can plug in your phone. We plug in the Apple TV. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so the Apple TV runs on the Wi-Fi, which apparently I have. (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, so I just have Dazzin on there. Inside... Inside look at the inside of the gates of uh, Rundle Heights, eh? Well, you know what? If you're lucky, you might get a key. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, so Gallagher Travel is is this week's sponsor. And it leads very well into question and answer. Because Kellen also wrote in uh, a question. Nice. And and this one's um, directed at uh, Marty. And he says, this one's directed for Matt. He says, AFC North looks more competitive than we've seen it this year. Who do you think is the favorite to win division and contend for the Super Bowl? And contend. Wow. And contend. Well, before I answer the question, I I should note that for two straight years, I've had a bet with Kellen about who would win the AFC North. 100 bucks a pop. Mm -hmm. Lost both. Mm -hmm. Went double or nothing. So... He's got 200 of my walking around money in his in his walking around pocket, you know? Um, so, that's tough. I really think it comes down to Baltimore and Cleveland, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, Cincinnati's not there yet. Uh, ben, it was funny. I was Texas Show Life Shane, also a Pittsburgh. And Cal, uh, Kellen Gallagher is a Steelers fan. Huge Steelers guy. Yeah. Uh, so, I texted Show Life Shane, and I just had asked him... Uh, Tell me about Pat Fryermuth. You know, <laughs> give me the details because Marty always waits till the last round to pick a tight end in the Triple F. I've been rolling <laughs> Evan Ingram on the IR, picking yeah. up David and Joku last week. So you know, just try to see like what kind of feelers are out there. And Shane, uh, Steelers fan, said uh, has a QB that can't move. <laughs> and i said oh lord and he said oh yeah and uh part of a line that can't block so 
yeah, you know, the O line is getting a little bit a little suspect. suspect. So I think it honestly comes down to Baltimore and Cleveland. And hey, I'm a Browns fan. I'm gonna go with Cleveland. I just think uh, I was looking after that game, uh, game two against Houston. They now have the second easiest strength of schedule going forward. Uh, I think yeah, injury bugs have hit us pretty fucking hard, mm-hmm. uh, especially at receiver lately. Um, and who knows when OBJ comes back? If it's this week or next. Um, but yeah, I just think they, they still have Chubb and they still have Hunt and they still have that O-line. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they got a great defense. And yeah, yeah. I think the D needs to gel a little bit and John Johnson, the third came out and he was like, you know what? I got to be better. I got to get back to my swagger. Um, yeah. So I think they need to gel a little bit. Uh, you know, a couple injuries on there too, like losing, uh, who do we have? We got Malcolm Smith playing because uh, Philip Walker's on the on the IR, and so yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be close for sure. Right. Um, Super Bowl champ. I don't know if Cleveland's there yet. I don't know if like we can go into KC because it's going to go through KC. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if Baltimore can either. I think no, I you don't know think so. it's KC it, is a different breed. Like they're so hard to stop. And watching them watching them against the Browns in Week One, it was yeah. It was tough. That second half, they just absolutely took over. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say, I'll say Cleveland. All right, all right. Yeah. So he has a follow up no, no, to no. to your answer because he knew I would pick Cleveland. And he says, "I see you wrote off the Steelers again. He's like, are you are you always sick of being wrong about them?" He says. <laughs> And, and I I replied to that to that question. I said two hundred dollars wrong about them. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but you know, yeah, I have to have faith in my team. And yeah, yeah I oh just yeah. you know, I I yeah, I've written off Ben, and I'll I'll admit that. But Najee Harris, he's a talent. That D is still pretty pretty yeah, goddamn stout. One of the best. They D's. picked up a couple great former Browns legends in Joe Schober, Joe Hayden. You know, yeah. they've got they've got those guys there. So. Yeah, they're always tough. I just think uh, Cleveland's got it this year. Yeah, I, I, I believe in them. I agree. So. I agree. Yeah. Well, jumping around to another cue. This one came in. <laughs> this one came in early. <laughs> like typically, questions come in Thursday morning, Thursday night. <clears throat> uh, if you're lucky, Wednesday. John from the Rock Pile wrote me on Monday. The, <laughs> the Monday nighter wasn't even finished. <laughs> And he wrote in, and he had a, he has got a question for Gord. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so he says, Dear Gord, have you tried the Chowie Wowie CBD dark chocolates? I hear they're great for anxiety. I think you may need some after this week and the start of your season. Brockfile <laughs> <laughs> Rascal, <clears throat> John. You know what, John? In fact, I have not tried those specific chocolates. Have I tried the Chowie Wowie THC slash CBD 10 mil chocolates? Yes, I have. Yeah, exactly. I ate one yesterday. (laughs) And you know what? I am a panic type owner in fantasy, but... I realistically should take a look at my two weeks and I shouldn't panic because I've got the 
second highest points for in our league. And I have way more fucking points against than anybody. Like, like almost 50. So, should I be anxious? Yes. <laughs> Would I be lying if I said I wasn't? Yes. Um, do I think I'm still going to do well? And do I think I, I have the, the starters to make playoffs? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I can. I mean, I, like I said, I had two really good weeks and I fucking lost by teams that could have beat every other single fucking team in the league. So, what are you going to do? Yeah, luck of the draw. And you mentioned strength of schedule. Strength of schedule is right tough, man. Right it's tough, you know what? But the, the shitty thing is, that comes around to you at the end, too. <laughs> right? Okay, explain. Yeah. Because they're our fucking we play divisional games at the end mm-hmm. of the year too. Yeah, true. Man, these first ones are so important within your division. They're huge. You know? They are massive huge. for playoff implications. Someone that you know and they ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. <laughs> you know, but it is two and oh early on in the season. You got Feldy this week, who just had Brandon Cooks go off on you. Yeah. So yeah, it is what it is. But, yeah, you're right. Like, I had a major week against you. This week against Kel, you would have beat every other owner, every other manager in the league. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay? But you know what, John? I got something to ask you. All right? I got something to ask you. ...into a huge parking area and realized you'd forgotten where you parked your car. Ever gone mountain biking? What do you want to be when you grow up? What's the right tip? You called a plumber to your home lately? How superstitious are you? How much money would it take to make you spend a night in a cemetery? Would you display this as a trophy? Do you have a pet? Do you have a sweet tooth? Do you believe in the power of a curse? Have you had your hearing tested lately? Planning a trip soon? Can you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? Do you love to go a-wandering beneath a clear blue sky? Have you noticed what big stars real estate agents have become? Are you careful with your personal records? Does your computer ever seem to have a mind of its own? Have you ever visited a Chinatown section in a major city? Have you ever visited a supermarket? Have you ever visited a truck stop? Did you ever have a job as a waiter? Have you noticed how many successful restaurants are theme-based these days? Have you ever had the desire to write your initials in wet cement? <laughs> Have you, John? Have yeah. you ever had the the urge to write your initials in wet cement? <laughs> oh man, man! That office episode where they've got the sidewalk drying outside, and Michael doesn't know what to do, so he settles on putting his face print in the wet cement. <laughs> Top notch, really good. But you know, and I think the other thing too is John's feeling a bit cocky. Yeah, he is. John's a bit sitting cocky. at two and He's got a little bit of swag about him right He's now. He's in his new div, away from the BFB bullies. You yeah, know, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's tough. You know, Andrew's out of there, out of his league now, and he's got you know the way it goes, two and zero. But we'll see. It'll catch up to him. I mean, okay. I, I still don't know who picked these fucking divisions. But... <laughs> First overall, you should be honored. Uh, and it was a it was a podcast. It was a business decision. It was a business as well as a decision. fantasy decision. It was a business know? decision. Had to do it. And you know what? I guess we've been in the same div for the last three years, though, right? Uh yeah. This it'll be six once we're done this. Yeah. Probably time for change. After, you know. <sighs> Might make it easier to talk strategy, although we have vastly different approaches. But anyways, <laughs> moving along. We had a question come in from the Corona of Strathcona. He wrote in and said, have you ever had a player you tell yourself never again? 
about drafting or rostering them, only to have them prove you wrong? Cooper Cup sucked ass on my bench for two years, so I purposely avoided him this year. Turns out all it took was a quarterback like Stafford to turn fantasy trash into treasure. Cooper Cup's a good player, man. I guess my question is, who is your Cooper Cup? You know, and I thought about this. And I don't know if I can... Here's here's the thing. My fucking team changes so much <laughs> that I don't know if I've ever, one, drafted a guy multiple years in a row. Very rarely. So it's not like I ever, like, get held on to that guy, you know, where I, like, tried him twice. Right. And then, like, was like, oh, fuck. Like, I tried him once, I tried him twice. I'm not doing it anymore. I mean, yeah, the proof is in the pudding. Check the pod. Connor's corner. <laughs> exactly. Never again. <laughs> Never again, right? So I don't know if I can put my finger on a guy that I was like banking on for a couple of years. Like you're David Johnson, mm, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never had a player like that where I've had him multiple years in a row and he's burned me. Yeah. David Johnson early on, early on really fucked me over. Um, yeah, he would be the obvious choice. Do you ever find it hard to keep track of who's on your roster then? Sometimes, <laughs> like, yeah. did I drop the guy? Is he still there? You know? <laughs> fucking You know, I had Aaron Rodgers the year that I was, like, totally panic drafting because I was, like, I had no first or second. Yes. And I, I told I myself I would never draft him again. You know how... You know why I remember that? Is because old Marty, being the saint he is, invites the boys over for a little draft shindig. Because some of the, some of the guys were in town. Kellen was around. Yes. Um, who else was here? Johnny came. Chris, Shane, Gord, obviously. Yeah. And yeah, we're having a good time in the living room, and all of a sudden, Gord and Kellen decide they're going to draft out on the front step. Oh yeah. So they walk out the door, close the door behind them, and have their own little two man party <laughs> while the rest of the boys are <laughs> drafting in the fucking living room. Gord's panicking. Oh, I just drafted Rogers with my first pick in the third round. <laughs> Terrible move, but hey, yeah. you know what? I don't think I came in last that year. That was the. I think that was the year we met in the final. No, the Rogers year wasn't the year you made the final. Uh, oh, maybe not. With no, it was first and a second. It was the year after. The year after, yeah, because that's why you had no capital. You had to sell the farm to get to the mm-hmm. get to the ship, but. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't say one guy or the other. Yeah, you know, truthfully, honestly, uh, yeah. David Johnson's my old guy. My current guy that I will not touch is Deontay Johnson. I had him last year in the triple. Tiny receiver. He's good. He's good when he plays. He's very good. But he is streaky, and he is injury prone. Yeah. And I was so frustrated with him. The weeks you'd need him. You can't drop him. You're stuck with him, especially if your IR is full with other dudes. Like, yeah, I just found it extremely frustrating to own the guy. Own the guy, and like last play of last week, I think it was the final play of the game. Meant nothing. He he's hurt, and now he's questionable going into week two. Yeah, that's a tough one. So yeah, Deontay Johnson's my guy. And just quickly touching on Cooper Cup, since Andrew's such a big fan, the top five receivers in the league right now. Who's leading the league in receiving yards? Leading the league in receiving yards, Cooper Cup. Third, close. Uh, okay, leading. The He's league got two seventy one. Two seventy one is. They both play in the NFC West. 
They both play in the NFC West. Yeah. Tyler Lockett? Yeah, he's second. And then I, I looked at this today. I saw this. And the other guy... Lockett's got 278 at two. Cooper Cup's got 271. In the NFC West. And the West. NFC West leader has 282. Seattle, San Fran. Actually, they're all in the NFC West, the top three. The doy. The LA. <laughs> uh, the Rams. Yeah, you got them. It's not another Rams player. And it's not another Seahawk. I know, I'm just trying to think. <laughs> of the division, the teams. Yeah, for some reason I can't think of the other team in the NFC West. Who do you have? Hmm? Arizona. Oh, yeah, and Arizona. Sa- and San Fran. So, who's leading the league? Uh, is it uh, is it Rondell Moore? No, but he he's he's got some nice points. It's Debo Samuel in San Fran. In San Fran, really? yeah. Debo fourth is Tyreek with two eleven, and then fifth we dog Johnny for taking him early. Brandon Cooks, yeah. two hundred ten, yeah, and he just had another fucking game. Yeah, yeah. Feldy's fucking got me, and uh, he put up I don't know what twenty some today. Yeah, something nice. Something uh, nice. Twenty, yeah, twenty points for the kids. So. I'm, you know, fighting another uphill battle. Yeah, Fuck this week, man. That's just the hard hat way. You know, and it, you can't expect anything else from a div called the Country Club. It's true. It's Get tough. on our it's, level. It's elite. It's elite. it's elite. We bought shares. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, okay, well, I've got a, 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 a obvious fan of the show, but he hasn't written in in a while. Okay. Because things settled down a bit. But, you know, it's Alberta. And COVID's on the rise. So we had to hear from our boy, Charles Charleston, COVID commander. (laughs) And he wrote in, he said, well, gentlemen, it comes with great pain to have to write you this evening. If you've told me at this, if you would have told me at this time last year that I would still be holding the title of COVID commander and not back at my desk job working at Morjex Insurance, I would have called you crazy. But now almost two years later... The only thing in Alberta that's crazy is COVID and Kenny. (laughs) I thought for sure my safety sash would be hung up in the closet and that I'd be enjoying the thrills of my local ping pong league with no worries. But alas, that isn't the case. As I reflect on the past few months, I can't help but think how Kenny's back and forth decision making mirrors Gord's approach to the waiver wire. (laughs) One minute masks are gone. The other they are required. One minute KJ Osborne is good enough for the hard hat roster. Three minutes later, he isn't. (laughs) One minute, there's no need to quarantine. And the next, you must quarantine for 10 days. One minute, Trenton Cannon is a sneaky good pickup for the Rundle squad. And 12 hours later, later, he is waiver wire bound. (laughs) I'm hoping that Gord can give the resilience a little understanding of why his commitment seems to change with the breeze. Vaxxed, waxed, and taking safety to the max. Charles Charleston, COVID commander. <laughs> my, my waiver wire actions sometimes are strategic. Okay. So sometimes I add guys, drop guys, you know, just to get guys, right? Like I'll, I'll add drop two guys just to aim, target another guy, you know, throw okay. owners off. You know, you know, if, <laughs> if you had not led with that and worked it in, I think it would have slid by. But the fact that that was your opening argument, no way. Honestly, sometimes, man, I just, I, I've been looking at the waiver wire and I'm like, man, I should fucking get this guy. And then I'm like, man, I'm fucking, 
I'm holding on to some four-string fucking running back on San Fran that has played two snaps. I'm like, oh, fuck, get him out of here. You know, like, quick, quick, man. Oh, man. And then, you know, like I, I was telling Maddie, I was like, this is the first time I've ever had two defenses on my lineup. Yes. And I have three quarterbacks right now. <laughs> what bench is that? I like options. <laughs> yeah. Except for a running back. Like, well, you know, moving pretty quick, I'd, I'd say, off of guys that you you come into the season you were pretty high on. And the first name that comes to mind is Philip Lindsay. Philip, Philip, Philip. It's all about Philip. I hate Philip. <laughs> you know, you I was hanging go? on to, to years of past right there. And that's what I do a lot when I draft is... I think of the good times, you know, and think of the good times I had Mr. Phil and he was fucking dynamite for me in Denver. True. And I think, you know what? Maybe I will go back to this guy. But if he ain't hanging around, he ain't hanging around, That's man. true. But That's he has true. got a tutty in weeks one and two. Yeah. Scored so, last week against Cleveland. <laughs> you like, I mean, yeah, like that's not bad, you know, but it's just not enough when you're getting five yards rushing a game in one tutty. Like... Eight points ain't going to do it for you. I like Philip Lindsay, man. I do, man. Like, He's as a down-home per- guy. Yeah. I saw this clip online of him going through... I, I, we probably talked about it on the pod. Where he's like... He was still in the rookie season when he was playing for the Broncos. He was still living at his parents' home. Yeah. In the basement. Yeah. In like fucking Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. Like- Just down to earth. And his dad's like showing off all of his college jerseys and stuff. And man, like last week against Cleveland, the guys got... A sick afro like yeah. to the point that like of course it billows out the bottom but like the holes in the top of the helmet hair is poking out <laughs> through that too oh man it's like when connor gets his little mctuft oh yeah that's poking out you know yeah Lindsay seems like a good dude but i know but yeah. you know what i mean he'll... like but but i have to ask like okay a guy like kj osborne yeah he like you you listen and you read things and People were saying, yeah, pick him up. He's, you know, two straight weeks of being basically the third guy in, in mini. And he's putting up decent numbers. So you grab him. But, like, you don't even, like, what's the, why don't you give him a chance? Like, sit with him for the week. And be like, you know, like, this this could Because I out. dropped him for Trenton Cannon. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, I don't have any running backs. So I was like, am I going to start KJ Osborne or am I going to start Jalen Rieger? Like, both, to me, yeah, KJ's uh, had... It's a wash, yeah. You know what I mean? KJ's yeah. had two good weeks, don't get me wrong, but that's not going to be every week. Mm. And I already have Jalen Rieger, so, like, to me, they're almost the same player. So, right. like, I was like, well, fuck. I was like, I might as well get Trenton Cannon. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I was like, Trenton Cannon. I was like, man, I was like, you know what? I do not like Washington D against Buffalo this mm. week. And Vegas is playing Miami, and Jacoby Brisket's probably starting. So oh, yeah. I was like, "Fuck it, I'll grab fucking Vegas and start him." Right. So that was my that was my okay. thinking this week. I was jumping, Jump. I was jumping, I was moving, man. The Howard hats are always moving, <laughs> always on the grind. Oh shit! But I I have another question um, this week, and he's a, a first time writer, and uh, not a long time listener. You know, he's a little bit more reserved, mm-hmm. but he has listened, tuned into a few episodes. Okay. And uh, this question comes in from Liberal Larry. <laughs> and uh, he says, it's an exciting time in the NFL. And Li- even- Does uh, Liberal Larry live in Lindo Lago? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Liberal Larry doesn't live in Lindo Lago. 
Um, he lives in Beverly, of course. Okay, I mean, yeah. It's a local podcast, right? Yeah. Um, Internet doesn't stretch past these boundaries. No, no, no. <laughs> can't go. Um, it's an exciting time in the NFL and uh, even more exciting time in Canadian politics. Not only did my buddy Trudeau get back in as prime minister, <laughs> but it looks like my little henchman Amarjeet Sohi is really pushing for mayor of our local <laughs> hometown, Edmonton. Now... <laughs> As a liberal, I love spending other people's money. <laughs> Mainly, our taxpayers. <laughs> the $600 million election is just a drop in the bucket, really. And But boys, <laughs> I like spending other people's money. But who do you think teams have most wastefully spent Ooh. on contracts? Like the this crop of free agents? No, uh, it could be a couple years old. Okay. Too. Who, like liberal Larry, hmm. do you like wasting money on? Hmm. And and who do you think had one of the biggest and and worst signings? Damn, that's a good. I question. would say whatever in the last maybe four yeah. years, three years. Man, that's tough to come up with off the top of your head. Right away, I my mind went to these. These first round pick busts because yeah. depending on how high they go, they have to get a certain allotment. And like, if you're top five, like Josh Rosen, yeah, whew, you're getting paid for doing shit, yeah, you know. And like, most of the time, these guys, you know, Sam Darnold, he's on TV right now, um, get a portion of it guaranteed, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I was thinking about that, but I'm trying to think of like just. Sh- terrible free agent signings the first one that came to my mind was Foles in jacksonville yeah oh that's a good one too yes these quarterback ones that make no sense yeah so mike he, glennon yeah. has been doing it for years yeah and so Foles, now he, and he convinced the giants to do it this year yeah he did a long <laughs> neck motherfucker he's like the brontosaurus that fucking that Fred and Barney cruise down when they're ticking in and out. Um, Foles' contract was 88 mil for four years. Mm. And 50 of it was guaranteed. Damn. And he played like three games. Yeah, that's right. And now he's third string. On Chicago. On Chicago. Mm-hmm. They basically had to pay Chicago to take him off. Yeah. Yeah, that is... That's something. But he's living, man. What the fuck does he care? He's a Super Bowl champion. True. In one of the most memorable Super Bowls in the last 15 years. Yeah. Honestly, I think quarterbacks are the way to to go with this question. You think about teams now that are like transitioning. Chicago's one. San Francisco locked into a Jimmy G contract. Exactly. That's a bad one too in my eyes. But they have a run-centered offense anyway, so... Yeah, we'll just wait till Trey Lance takes the reins and has a year with Shanahan to learn the offense. Then it's going to be more... more, I see that one moving more like a Lamar system. Shanahan will always use his running backs, that's for sure. But if if we know anything about Shanahan, he does not care who the fucking running back is. No. It could be anyone. Yeah. They just signed... What's his name? I was going to say Jacqueline. Jackie Patrick or something like that. Yeah, like or Jock Patrick Jocks. Jock, yeah, Pat Jocks. <laughs> something like that. Like they don't care. I just read the guys like six foot four, two sixty five, like maps. I know, and that's why I was like Trenton Cannon. I was like, what about this fucking Jack Potts guy or whatever? I was like, <laughs> fuck. 
I was like, Jacques Cousteau. I was like, this guy's a fucking monster. I was like, they're gonna be fucking running him. So yeah. that's another reason I was like, I was like, I don't know if I trust this fucking running back saga over yeah. here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The Bears gave. I'm just looking it up. The Bears gave Jimmy Graham a pretty big contract for what he is now. You know, ten million dollar cap hit in 2021. Cost him three million if they cut him. Eight mil a season. Like. Wow, that's fucking yeah. I guess peanuts, but I don't know. And just like yeah, do but you need Jimmy him? Graham, Jimmy Graham's a fucking vet though. Like that's a good. I feel like Graham would be a good guy to have on your team. He's not gonna care if he doesn't get targets. He'll fucking block. You know what I yeah, mean? Like he's true. obviously been in the league for fucking eight plus years for a fucking reason. You know? Yeah. Like, it's not like he's a flash in the pan. Yeah, that's guy. true. That's true. I mean, and I maybe it's these guys that just get the contract too late in their career. Yeah. Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, exactly. Eagles. Does he even play in the league anymore? I don't know what, what's up with him, but he's making 13 mil a season. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy. Yeah, that's a good fucking question, man. From Liberal Larry. Yeah, but I feel like... I feel like in the NFL, compared to like some sports leagues... Like the MLB, NHL for sure, NBA. NBA money is crazy. So is MLB money. Yes, massive. Um, I feel like the NFL GMs are the smartest about it. And I think a lot of it is due to the way the contracts are structured. They can get out of a bad contract much easier. Especially the NFL got- team. NFL contracts are guaranteed money. Not always. Mm. NFL? No, not NFL. NHL. Sorry. NHL. Oh yeah. Yeah. NHL for sure. NFL. If they're not guaranteed, it's nothing. You can move on from those or find a trade partner or like, I forget that year, but the year the Browns traded for Osweiler, we didn't want Osweiler. We wanted the pick that went with it. Mm-hmm. And for Denver, when they traded him, they were trading for cap space. Yeah. Right. So. You know, depending on the team, you can work. There's a lot of ways to finagle the cap. I feel in the NFL, so I don't. I don't know if NFL contracts are like you know, like a Kovalchuk contract or DiPietro, no Yashin. You know, yeah. like these kind of. But it's even like my buddy Dave got. He signed in San Jose for eight point four. Mm-hmm. So it's two point one a year, and he's just a regular ass four guy years. from fucking Clairview. Yeah. yeah, for four years. So he got all of that money. Damn, yeah. You know what I mean? And he played for like three different teams after that fact, That's right, right. yeah, that's right. Because he got picked up in the expansion draft Mm -hmm. after the year he got signed that big contract with San Jose. And went to Montreal? Well, he got got picked up in Vegas and then he got traded to Montreal and he was fucking pissed. He's like, (laughs) fuck! He's like, man, I could have been in fucking Vegas. He's like, my kids who grew up in fucking Phoenix don't even know to put a jacket on. (laughs) They never had to. Yeah, true. They just think they gotta wear a hat when they go outside. Blah, blah, rouge, man. Have yeah. some pride. <laughs> but, you know, obviously the NFL, like, fuck, man. If a guy doesn't have guaranteed money, he's fucking snipped. You're done. You don't get anything. Yeah, big time. Oh, Liberal shit. Liberal Larry bringing the Liberal heat. Larry, great question. Double L. Uh, interesting enough, my dad's name is uh, Triple L. <laughs> Leonard Lionel. <laughs> Leonard Lionel Labossier? Yeah, Triple L. He prefers Len. Um I'm Len. Okay, we have the the last question of the night. Comes only in four, from, only forty minutes in. No, nah, this is the meat of the show. It is the meat, this of, the is the show. meat of the show. So sink your teeth in resilience. <laughs> oh, fuck. I love how we just decided to call them that. Like they never had people. 
I mean, the five people that listen never <laughs> decided what they actually want to be called. Well, they're sticking with it, and they, they come back every week. That's the big thing. Yeah. You know, Chuba, a lot of shit. Chuba getting interviewed right now. Good for him, man. 52 yards tonight, 11 carries. Not a bad... Fucking right. a pinch. Good for him. Yeah. Okay, this is a new listener. Hello, local podcast hosts. I'm a new listener and subscriber. I've been really enjoying the episodes and have found myself listening to old apps because of the sheer entertainment you both bring each and every week. I actually spotted Marty at the local dispensary wearing his BFB shirt and asked him about it. What a well-mannered and polite young man. I knew that after that encounter, I had to check it out. During my listens, one theme, and there are there has been many that have jumped out to me, has, has stood out on its own. It's El Huncho. <laughs> consistently calling various players in the league his boy (laughs) he seems to have several of these boys and he seems to lean towards a certain type of player without getting into too many details they're often hard-working salt of the earth caucasians (laughs) so my question this week is for gord if you're the coach of an nfl team and needed to win one game to make the playoffs which one of your boys would you pick to lead your team and why? Sam Darnold or Daniel Jones? I look forward to your response, new friend. Your ombre, one or the other, Juanita. <laughs> um, one or the other, Juanita. Yeah. <laughs> and she works in Haybud? No, she doesn't work at Haybud. She lives on the Ave. Oh, you know, she's okay. just out and about. She's <laughs> she's getting her good. I'm getting my good. She's you one know? or the other. Yeah, one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> um, would I pick Danny Dimebag or Sammy D? Sammy D. Who you've been? I've been high on Sammy. High D on Sammy from when since the... day one. Day one when he came and out. And look at him now. Yeah, out of the Jets' offense. <sighs> you know what? Out of Adam Gase's shadow. If there's one thing I will say. There's been a few players in the past that I have hit on. Okay. One, number one, being Devontae Adams. I drafted him that year, and every, you know, people, nobody really said anything about it, you know? But he was fucking the best wide receiver that year for fantasy. And he was like, I think it was his rookie year the prior year. Mm-hmm. And I said no. And I drafted him, I think, either first or second. Yeah, I don't. I, I I remember. Yeah, hit on him. Yes, Sammy D. If you have him on your roster and you started him tonight, he fucking killed it, and he has killed it the last two games. Did he need a change of scenery? Yes. Is he good? <laughs> he's yes. He's fucking awesome, man. Exactly. I was. I hey, I'm not gonna disagree with you. So, he had a hell of a week. I picked him up in the auction league. I only had Tannehill and Burrow, and Tua. So Tua got hurt. Put Tua a bid in. On, put a bid in on Darnold. Twenty eight point three points. Yeah, easy. And that's a two QB league. So, who would I rather win me a playoff game with? One game to get you to the to get you in the playoffs. 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 Honestly, I think this is a homer pick, but I do think Daniel Dimes is a better quarterback. I think that he has zero protection, and I think. And I, uh, Sterling Shepard even said it. They're like, he could be the, the quarterback of our generation. We just will never know it. And that's what 
Shep said because he gets fucking ragdolled every <laughs> game. Yeah. And he has pressure every game. He can use his legs and he can throw dimes. He yeah, you know what? He when does he is, have a, he's got an arm. When he's sure. not under pressure, which obviously one should be good, but yes. like he will fucking put it in a phone booth. You know what I mean? So I think I would go Danny D. Mm. Because Daniel Dimes has had more big games than Sam Darnold. Granted, Darnold now, for three consistent games, has played really well. Yeah, new offense. I think, I th- it, yeah, it's hard right now. Darnold's playing very, very well. Uh-huh. Uh, Matt Rule, I think, can't be, can't be uh, overlooked that he's a good fucking coach, man. That was a no. nice hire for the Panthers. Uh, Matt Rule seems like a player's guy. Guys like playing for him. Um, Sir and that Purr was, likes playing for him. That trade, yeah, Sir Purr, baby. <laughs> um, that uh, that trade for Darnold in the off season, great trade, might be at this point the best transaction under the radar. Kind of just like okay, they're going to Zach Wilson. They've got Sam Darnold. What are they going to do? And Panthers swoop in, just snag him off there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's he's looked really nice. I think uh, I I think he's definitely. Got a lot of potential there. And and Sammy D can use his legs too, but I think... I don't know, man. I don't know. That's really tough. I think they're this very... Is tough. Okay. I think they're very similar guys. Okay, well, I'm going to dip into dank stats a little bit early, and okay. maybe this will sway you. There's a good... There's a pro Danny Daniel Jones. Yes. And then there's a con Daniel Jones. Yes. So, the good Danny has more rushing yard. He had more rushing yards last Thursday... With 95, than Eli Manning ever had in a season really? for the Giants. Manning's highest rushing total in a season was 05 with 80. <laughs> wow. So that's the good Danny. The bad Danny, Daniel Jones has lost all six of his primetime starts in the NFL. Ooh. No quarterback since 1950 has started their career with seven straight losses in primetime. The next Giants primetime opponent and game is November 1st on Monday Night Football, and they play the Chiefs <laughs> on the road. <laughs> so nice. I don't know if that if that changes things for you, but I if it were if our friend one or the other Juanita had asked me, I, I would probably pick Sammy D. Yeah. Well, I gotta, I gotta. Yeah, you gotta, I, you gotta, gotta go for my guy. Gotta stay loyal. Gotta yeah. stay loyal. That's for sure. All right, well, that was Q&A. 46 minutes. Great, great saggy. <laughs> great That's saggy. okay. You know what? The back half of the pod does go quick. But yeah. the Q&A and the pass it around the NFL, I, th- I think the Q&A is the meat of the pod. I love it because it allows us to banter a little bit and talk yeah. and, you know, go on tangents, forget what we're talking about, <laughs> fall back. Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's the way you should go. Yeah. That's the way you should go. Okay, well, pass it around the NFL. We're going to start with a former player, uh, Calvin Johnson, and there's there's no secret that uh, the way things ended with the Lions was far from amicable. So obviously, Calvin considered one of the all time greatest Lions players ever to play. Uh, unstoppable force. One of the greatest wide receivers. Yeah, honestly, like when you talk about him, you talk about uh, Randy Moss. Jerry Rice, Calvin Johnson. He's right in there. But at the age of 29, he suddenly retired, which (laughs) Giants fans are pretty used to after Barry did it to them. 
Um, walked away. Basically, his reasoning was he wanted to have his mind and his body still intact so he could grow old. But he's had an axe to grind with the organization ever since he did retire. So he recently, this offseason, got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And during his uh, acceptance speech, did not thank the Lions, the only team he's ever played for. Um, and all of it stems from a dispute over $1.6 million that the Lions made him repay after he retired. Now, he's willing to mend fences, and he's made that clear, but only if Detroit pays him the money back in exchange for doing nothing in return. And he just says, like, you know, it's unprecedented that a team will do that. Like, honestly, if a guy has a signing bonus, teams will rarely ever make them pay it back. Thinking of, like, Andrew Luck with the Colts. Yeah. You know, he retired abruptly. They didn't ask for anything in return. Now, the Lions will argue and say, hey, we're doing this guy a favor because the signing bonus was actually 3.2. Oh. So they're saying we're only asking for half back. But honestly, John... That's a little greasy. It's greasy, man. In From 08 to 2013, he was an Iron Man. He only missed three games in those years. Despite being a super physical receiver and having Stafford give him jump ball after jump ball where he's just getting cracked by two or three guys, right? So in a 2009 interview of Sports Illustrated, he explained how damaging the years had become. um, And he said he ended up getting used to concussions. So his quote is, bam, hit the ground real hard. I'm seeing stars. I can't see straight. But I know in a couple minutes I'm going to be fine because I've done that plenty of times before. In a couple minutes I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be good. So he knows this happening. He estimates that he had nine concussions over his nine-year career. And he has a little bit of beef with how the Lions handled it. Basically, they said, um, don't discuss it or don't discuss it or concussions in a public forum, um, especially after it was around the time Junior Seau's suicide, uh, because they didn't want, you know, CTE to be connected to it and all that stuff. Um, Johnson later went on to say, he said, I knew I was concussed because I was blacked out. I wasn't seeing straight and they just wanted me to change my story. Um, so, you know, like this stems from a lot of things. So basically he's told training staff, um, training staff had told him, get it fixed after the end of the season. Um, but Johnson said, uh, that if the Lions pay him back, he's willing to come back men fences. And you have to think from like an organizational perspective, this is one of your greatest players ever. Yeah. How greasy do you want to be to make a guy pay 1.6 back? Like, when you think about it, I found a stat about uh, the owner at the time. uh, Was the daughter, I believe, of uh, the man that founded the Ford company, Martha Firestone Ford. She made him pay 1.6 back and she was worth 1.45 billion. (laughs) Like, how petty do you have to be? So, hopefully, they pay him back. Uh, we'll see it, it nothing's been nothing's been happening no. but you know like for Lions fans you don't have a lot to cheer for but Calvin was one of your best players how amazing would it be to have him walk back out on Ford Field and like not not have this animosity going on yeah who knows they're fumbling it big time yeah um in other Giants news bit of a bit of a dust up on the sideline this weekend with oh, really? uh, Kenny Galladay, yeah. And initial angles, I mean, I think Galladay's frustrated with his usage. Yes. Um, and certain angles, I guess. With who, though? Well, that's... Oh, okay. That's the thing. 
it certain angles looked like he was yelling at Daniel Jones. Oh. But in fact, he was actually yelling at Jason Garrett. Oh, <laughs> rightfully, makes... rightfully fucking so. That makes it bad. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not yelling at my quarterback. I'm yelling at my coach. Yeah. Get it yeah, straight. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he's hauled in half his targets, half of his 14 targets for 102 yards total over the two games. Um, but they're not using him. Galladay is a, a sideline tactician. You know what I mean? Get him outside, right? But who have they been throwing it to? Sterling Shepard. He's playing in the slot. Yeah. Right? Danny Dimes doesn't... If he's under pressure, man, he doesn't make those passes outside the hashes very well. Right. Right? So... And, I mean, Shepard, he's shifty, fucking... He's having a good start to the season. he's having a great year. I'm hoping Engram can do that when he comes back. I know. And and that's that's the thing is, so Engram's coming back. That's another mouth to feed. So Mm -hmm. now you got Slayton, Galladay, Shepard, and Engram. Yeah. And I don't think his usage... Granted, I I drafted him in two leagues. (laughs) I don't know if his usage is going to get any higher. Because... There's a lot of there's a lot of guys to throw the fucking ball to there. You also have to think. I think he missed a portion of training camp. Yes, he did. He was um, injured, so he hasn't so, got the rapport. I mean, Shepard's no, exactly. been playing with Danny Jones for what two years now. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he missed the training, missed that whole opportunity. Now they're trying to figure it out on the fly, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's an uphill battle for sure. That's tough. Um, in other Giants news, <laughs> uh, Matt, you. And we both have something. Mm. And that's more career receiving yards than Kadarius Tony does. Oh, man. Because he has minus two. My new favorite. <laughs> my favorite rapper, man. Young Joker. Um, hashtag Young Joker. I love him. Been bumping him in the Mazda. In, uh, in, in more Giants news. Okay, yeah. The G-Men are now a league's worst since the infamous boat photo was taken and their record is 18 and 49 <laughs> since the boat record or since the boat picture and it is the worst out of any NFL team yeah goddamn that's bad yes. that's tough that's tough man and like the decline was pretty sudden after that boat photo was taken, wasn't it? Well, that was they made the playoffs that year. Did they make the playoffs? Yes, that, oh. that weekend was in between. Oh, the playoffs! Wow, mind right. Get your mind right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get it right on a yacht. Oh fuck. Okay, are you done with your Giants? The Giants are done. Okay, nice. Um, I thought you were gonna tell us about Saquon's new earring. Um, <laughs> I didn't know about it. Uh. Local fan and dedicated listener, uh, the East Lake Scoundrel, although current uh, has moved to a new home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, name to be determined, I suppose. Um, let us know about last week. We talked about Tarod Taylor's injury uh, when he had the punctured lung, and we kind of openly questioned what the recourse was. Uh, he let us know, sent us an article that uh, Tarod actually decided not to pursue. Uh, any any um, a grievance or anything against the doctor that that punctured it. Really? So he made that call uh, that uh, punctured his lung. Um, you gotta wonder why though. Yeah. Like why Seems not? Strange. Like that happened in week two against the Chiefs. 
he got put on IR. Justin Herbert took over and he didn't have a job. Yeah. You know, like there seems like grounds there for uh, a little bit of a discussion monetary mm. wise. So anyways, appreciate, uh, appreciate you Scotty for, uh, for hooking the boys up yep. with that information. Um, and I think we talked about it before. The doctor was eventually canned. But yeah, he got fired. There is a local, uh, there is a local podcast that has him on, or not local, but a football fantasy football podcast that has him on. I think every Friday or something to discuss the injury report. The doctor, the doctor, yeah, no. David Chow, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I, maybe it's David Chow. I heard it might be Doctor Nick. Dr. Nick Riviera. Remember me? Well, if it isn't my old friend, Mr. McCraig, with a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. <laughs> oh, that Dr. Nick. Yeah. But in all seriousness, yes, that that doctor landed on a podcast. Hmm. Anyways. Uh, it was uh, widely talked about, but... Definitely worth noting that uh, Aaron Jones had a massive game this week, all while wearing the uh, the ashes of his late father around his neck in inside of a, a container on a necklace. Um, anyways, uh, he actually ended up losing that necklace on a fourth uh, on his fourth touchdown of the night, um, and the grounds crew ended up finding it afterwards yeah. the next day. Um, and what he was quoted on saying, if there was any place to lose it, I know that's where my dad would want me to lose it. And so. they found it in the end zone. In the end zone. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. if he had, good. he had, uh, he had a, his second, realistically his second career day, he had four tutties mm-hmm. and he is now the only green Bay Packer running back to have three receiving touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. Oh, really? The yes. only one? Wow. Yeah, the only one. Man, there's been some good running backs coming through Green Bay. Yeah. Like, even recently, like Amar Green, Dorsey mm-hmm. Levens, those guys, man. It's good shit. Uh, Andrew Alejandro Villanueva uh, recently was quoted. Say that again? Alejandro Villanueva. Uh, <laughs> what, one... <laughs> what was her name? <laughs> one or the other, one either. <laughs> married to juan yeah um yeah um do you ever hear about the mexican that got shot on the golf course no cops came up they said oh they really got a hole in one eh (laughs) (laughs) fuck oh man okay alejandro was recently asked what it's like playing tackle. Now, for those who don't know Alejandro Villanueva, he uh, served in the Army. And um, yeah. he his his quote was, it reminds me of jumping out of airplanes when I was in the Army. There's very little upside. <laughs> the best thing that can happen when you jump is you survive. Playing tackle is kind of the same way. The best thing that can happen is that nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. I love that. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Now playing for Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. Division rival. And, and so Villanueva. Yes. 
was remember when there was the big controversy when everybody was kneeling for the anthem like what happened to that is that not a thing anymore <laughs> no it doesn't i don't it. think so right? covid came <laughs> yeah covid yeah and ev- all the and so the the steelers didn't want to do anything Right, so they just stayed in the locker room. Yes, Dylan, that's right. Villanueva came out by himself and yeah. stood there for the anthem because one, he's a veteran, so good on him. I don't don't blame him, but I don't. Th- it, the thing was like he didn't know, like he was like not in the know with yes. everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, um, big ass guy. Yeah, good dude. Um. We should have mentioned this last week, and apologies for missing it. But in the offseason, Carl Nassib, former Cleveland Brown player and current Oakland Raider, uh, publicly came out as gay uh, and released a short video on his Instagram. And um, not only did he do that and announce it for, you know, as part of representation and just to kind of let people know who he is, but he also uh, donated a hundred thousand dollars to the Trevor Project, which is a suicide prevention organization for uh, LGBTQ youth. Um, this was his statement when he came out, and I think the thing I like and respect most about Nasib is he came out, made the made this statement, and then you didn't hear from him until the training camp started. Yeah, exactly. He just got back to work, and you know it's it's something about him, but it's not all about him you know what i mean so yeah what's up people i'm carl nassim i'm at my house here in westchester pennsylvania just want to take a quick moment to say that i'm gay i've been meaning to do this for a while now but i finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest um i really have the best life i got the best family friends and job a guy could ask for um i'm a pretty private person so i hope you guys know that i'm really not doing this for attention um i just think that representation and visibility are so important um, I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. Um, but until then, you know, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting, that's compassionate. And I'm going to start by donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project. They're an incredible organization. They're the number one suicide prevention service for LGBTQ youth in America. And they're truly doing incredible things. And I'm very excited to be a part of it, to help in any way that I can. And I'm really pumped to see what the future holds. Uh, that's all I have for you guys. I hope you have a great day. Work hard. What's up, people? I'm Carl Massa. Yeah. Yeah, good on so, him. Good on him. Takes a lot of a lot of uh, stones to do it, but it's it's huge in the long run, you know. Have you ever seen, you've seen that video of Carl Nassib teaching the Browns yes. on hard knocks? Finances. On finances. <laughs> but the board was just like one plus one plus one plus one know, plus one. Miles Garrett's sitting there like, man, that shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm into dinosaurs. <laughs> oh. <coughs> Fuck. Uh, this week, the Superdome caught on fire. <laughs> um, so as if like, Shit can't get worse for New Orleans. No. Uh, they had the uh, the roof was being pressure washed because they were going to paint it. And one of the pressure washers engulfed in flames. <laughs> so uh, emergency people were called out. One person went to hospital with minor burns. Um, but yeah, they said uh, just the, the machine itself uh, burst into flames. Uh, they contained it to the exterior. It's pretty much cosmetic damage. Um, you know, it, the, the, it'll be playable for the saints when they eventually get to come back. 
But uh, yeah, a bit of an eerie scene if you see the video of just like this one section just ripping. <laughs> yeah, you know, shit like that wouldn't happen on my fucking work site, buddy. No, no. You wouldn't be around long enough. You'd be no, fucking you'd booted. be out of there. Yeah. Osborne? Osborne? I told you to show up on time. Get out of here. Oh, man. Oh, baby. What do you got for passive, baby? Well, I had my two uh, my two long points there, and then I dropped my papers and mixed them all up. <laughs> no, I was just I, I just wanted to to ask you how you think you sprained two ankles. Oh man, that's wild! I, I thought it was probably jumping up and down at like church or something like that that he yeah. sprained them prior. Or fucking coming out and skating for the Cougar Flyers. Yeah. <laughs> Couple benders. Oh, man. But old Carsey Wentz, man. Fucking spraining both of those Yeah. Boys. I heard that, like, he obviously had a slight thing going on after the first half. And then fucking got the other one dinged up. Now he's fucking Bambi on ice. Yeah, he you is know? fucking skating around. And as you said... Well, not not so much said, more so debated. Uh, you said the oh, the Colts are splitting time between Jacob Beeson and Brett Hundley <laughs> as you peruse the wire. <laughs> oh man, I'm 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 in the in the Flyers league. I'm fucked, man. I only have I only have two quarterbacks on my roster. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it is tough. One of them is tough. The other one's not bad. No, no, Josh Allen's good, but Zach Wilson is my second QB. Like, I might as well not even start a second QB. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At this yeah. point. But yeah. oh well. Oh, man. Um, last week, I have to apologize. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Stefan Diggs' cleats. He honored uh, um, the wi- uh, Wire star, Michael K. Williams. And I, I forgot his last name. I call him Michael K. Omar. <laughs> That's his character's name. Uh, shockingly, Gord has not seen The Wire. Mm. But uh, something really cool happened this week. And I mean, it's funny because during this week, Scott's been reaching out to us a lot. And Scott took a picture of his four, four or five season box set of The Wire and said, Hey, I'm just doing some, some fall cleaning. Gord, do you want me to ship this your way? <laughs> But honestly, it's well worth the watch. If you've got HBO, it's on there. It's fucking great. It's really good. Um, but the Baltimore Ravens obviously hosting a primetime game. They played Omar's Whistle yes. before the game, and the crowd got amped. Uh, I, I was debating whether I was going to play the crowd reaction or not, but I'm going to play the clip from the show because, man, it was fucking awesome. I gotta watch that show. Gotta watch it, man. Omar. Yeah, that show is real good. Real good. So, I apologize. Rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. Uh, Just a little tidbit. uh, Kind of a neat thing happened uh, the other day uh, at Baker High School. 
Running back Caleb Wagner ran for 535 yards. What? On a Friday night, breaking Derrick Henry's single-game rushing record in the state of Florida. Which is wild. Derrick Henry's record was 502 yards, and it had stood since 2012. And Caleb smashed it. Wow. 535. Pretty cool. Um, also around the league, uh, Daniel Carlson, uh, Raiders kicker, made four field goals um, in week two. He won AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. The bad news for uh, Daniel Carlson was he was playing against himself in fantasy, and he <laughs> contributed to his own loss. Against myself in fantasy this week in my own like friend group fantasy, uh, and so that was tough because I, I took a loss, um, and I definitely, definitely contributed to that. But uh, no, so it, it's fun. I think fantasy is is great. Um, you know, it just gets people kind of more involved in specific players, and you know, in football in general. So um, you know, I have a lot of fun with it with my college friends, and you know, a lot a lot of people are messaging me and telling me hey you did great for me in fantasy i was at a um apple orchard the other day and someone <laughs> random guy came up to me and told me i did a great job for his fantasy team so yeah i, I think people are very invested in their fantasy team so i think that's <laughs> fuck very you invested wanna... <laughs> yeah you mean like pay to put a podcast out invested? <laughs> maybe when we hang out of the apple orchard we can talk about it <laughs> Big apple. I have an apple orchard in my yeah, fucking backyard. Of course man. you do. You got a jungle. So it's refreshing to see like an NFL player that cares about fantasy. Most of them don't give a shit about it. Juju cares. Juju cares. Daniel Carlson cares. Uh, Kyle Shanahan don't care. No. Shanahan he came out this care. week. He said, you don't need a fantasy team when you're in charge of a real team. <laughs> <laughs> when he was asked about Brandon Ayuk. What? <laughs> Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk has two catches in... Two weeks. Yeah. Wasn't even targeted week one. Well, whatever. Fuck. He doesn't care. They're getting wins. You don't think Ayu cares? The oh, guy's Ayuk, a fire. Ayu fighter cares, but Shani don't care. Shani don't give a shit, man. It's wild. Like, the the way he's using Ayuk, Ayuk was going fourth, fifth round. Uh, Trey Sermon was the sleeper of the year, um, and he was going in, like, seven, eighth. He was healthy, health bombed mm-hmm. in in week one. Yeah, Shanny don't care. Shanty. But fantasy fantasy managers are getting fed up. You can't keep getting away with it. He can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Shanny. <clears throat> oh, you got anything else, Hunch? No, man. That's. Uh... That was your pass it, hey? That was our pass it. Two detailed ones and... Very detailed. Live three on there. <laughs> hey, that's a good effort. That's a good effort.
all boys, it's the bounce back boy. And uh, <laughs> I secretly motioned to Maddie that I was going to do the woos tonight. And <laughs> you know what? I never thought about how much it sounds like there's just an owl here. <laughs> oh, man. No, you know what? Good. Last good. week, last week I had Naji. And uh, as my bounce back boy, he had not a bad bounce back week. No. He Agreed. had a way better week than week one. Yeah. Um. Obviously, didn't live up to my standards. Uh, I think he said he was going to go for like ninety-five yards rushing. <laughs> didn't happen. Um. But you know what? He did have a good week for fantasy owners and giving him a little faith going into week three. Uh. He had thirty-eight rush yards. He had five targets, five receptions, and forty-three yards through the air and one receiving tutty. So I think that's where fantasy owners are going to get their points from that guy. Yeah. Um, he's a three down back and Pittsburgh loves him. Right? Yeah. James Conner, Le'Veon Bell, you know. Big time. Yeah, for um, sure. So this week I went with Matt's boy mm. to give you just a little pump up for the week. <laughs> and I'm going with the Slim Reaper. Mm, Devonta. Devonta. Had a yeah. rough week last week. Yes. Um... But you know what? He runs into Dallas this week, and I think that game is quietly going to be a bit of a shootout. Yeah, so I'm hoping. I'm hoping. To little be softer secondary um, than the Niners last week. <sighs> I think. I think he's going to get a few few big plays. You know. Yeah. You know what? It's interesting that you bring him up because I I I have him in two leagues. Two out of my three. In the forty, I've got him. He's an easy flex to put in uh, based on what I have. I was. Darnell Mooney, OBJ when he gets healthy could be could be in that consideration. But for this week, it's it's Devonta. But in my auction league, I already in my flex spot. I've got Chase Edmonds. I'm not moving him. I really like what he's doing. And then my two other starting running backs are Cooks, or Dalvin Cook and Gibson. But my my wide receivers, I've got AJ Brown, Amari. I'm not taking mm-hmm. them out. And so it's between Devonta Smith. And T. Higgins. And I've actually got Devonta in the starting lineup in that league. I would. I think this week, you know, I love the matchup against Dallas. I really think it's going to be a shootout. I think so, too. It's going to be nice. So, yeah. Here's hoping. Fucking right. Yeah. Great pick, Gord. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> Do you have anything else? 89 yards in a tutty. That's what he's going. 89 yards in a tutty. That's what I I'll think. I'll take anyway. it. For the maybe, I'll get, maybe I'll get 11 more. Hit that 100-yard bonus. <laughs> Hold the boys out. I'm tempering expectations on anything I have to make a prediction on this year. True. Like, you know what? Honestly, when I was doing the Fearless tonight, I was like, I'm not even I'm not even going to take a fucking second to really try and justify any of these picks because they don't matter. It's mm. so hard. It's so hard. Like, to only pick two people to go off it's hard. It's not like oh, it's not like oh, you get to pick five. Yeah, <laughs> you know. This week I made it harder on myself. Ugh. I'll just yeah, but, but I have faith in my tank. So well, that's good. So are you taking that a bounce back as the Najee uh, bounce back as a win or a loss? I'm taking it as a win. Okay, you're just a you know what? Not a, an official win. Like we're not going to keep track. I'm keeping track. Yeah. Okay, I've yeah, already okay. written it down. <laughs> it's in the notes. Well, I didn't hit what I thought he would, but okay. he did have a good bounce back week. Mm. So I mean, I don't have to put yards and numbers on these guys. I could just say I think he's going to have a good week. We don't have to do anything. 
No, I mean, it's our pod. (laughs) (laughs) Bounce back. Let's get in it. All right. Man, that is a good tune. I and do a like good that album. album. Great album, yeah. Unreal. There's certain like hip hop albums where you just like you, you can put listen on, to one to yeah, fucking track the end. one all the way to the end. That's up there. Dre two thousand one. Dre two thousand one. Kid Cudi's first album for sure. Kendrick Lamar's first Kendrick album. Lamar, yeah, for sure. Or Good Kid, Mad City, whatever. Yeah, 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 with the minivan. The yeah, caravan. Yeah. Caravan. <laughs> okay, well, United by Unis. Uh, last week's uniforms, uniform highlights, uh, we had a bit of a surprise. We did not see this coming. The United Nations, we were blindsided. The Detroit Lions, last Monday night, for the first time since 1949, they wore white pants. And the first time they've ever worn white jersey, white pants. Ever. Hmm. That's a historic franchise. Now, if I were to critique it, I would like <laughs> the Lions to put maybe a stripe down the side of the pants. Uh, they kind of looked a bit like a unitard because it was just full white bottom, full white sock. You know, maybe give a little something. Um, overall, not bad. But I, we do need to note that this is part of a new trend that the NFL is doing with the icy all-white uniform. Icy, baby. I Last like week... Detroit, New York Jets, Washington, Miami, Baltimore, Carolina, Tennessee, and Los Angeles Chargers all went white over white. Hmm. Icy, baby. I've heard that the players dig it, but as a fan of the aesthetic, I wish for a little more color. Now, let's look at those teams. Chargers, give me some yellow pants. Fucking Tampa Bay, I'll give me some pewter pants. You know, like, I like that. Baltimore, Bring out the old mustard yellow <laughs> pants from way back in the day. Come on. I don't know. White on white is all right, but I like a little bit of pop on the, on the screen. I find it a bit boring after a bit. Um, this week, Carolina, obviously tonight, we're all white over white, and Cincinnati's already confirmed. Now, the Browns are also doing it, but they're doing it in a different way. They're debuting their 75th anniversary jersey which is an homage to the 1946 uniform. So it's got brown numbers with an orange drop shadow, traditional striped socks, and a 1946 chest patch. The helmets will feature a single white stripe down the middle instead of the traditional Oreo stripe and will sport the player's numbers on the side similar to the current Chargers uniforms. The brown face masks have been replaced with old school gray ones I really like these unis, and I'm excited to see them on the field at First Energy Stadium. <laughs> now, not to be outdone, the San Francisco 49ers are also debuting their new red 1994 throwbacks uh, this Sunday against the Packers. Great game coming up. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, now, the only difference really is there's a drop shadow on this red jersey, and the pants are white instead of their traditional and regular gold pantaloons. Other things to look out for this week in uniforms. The Titans are going with my favorite combination. uh, Baby blue top, navy blue bottom. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going full pewter. Mm. Full gray. Yeah. Now, I was thinking, like, 
it's been 45 episodes. I don't remember the specific articles of clothing that I've talked about so far. Like, I know I've talked about uh, the hand warmer slash papella pocket. I know I've talked about the flak jacket. You know, I've talked about helmets in the radio. Now, I, maybe I talked about this, but we're going to drop a few face mask titty bitties. <laughs> so, up until 1974, the standard gray face masks were used by every single team in the league. That is until the Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs became the first team to change the face mask game. Kansas City went to white, which they still wear today, and Chargers went to yellow. They stayed with yellow until 1988, and then they changed to blue, and they only recently changed back to the yellow when they did their full uniform redo to the powder blues. After the Chargers and KC left the gray masks, the next teams to abandon them were the Browns in 1975 and the Giants. Two teams generally considered old school, but both subsequently returned to gray at a time, uh, but the Browns actually switched back to brown uh, again. So... Uh, the Chiefs have had the same non-gray face mask for the longest period of time, 48 years with a white face masks, face mask. The Saints have done it for 46 years uh, with a black one, and the Steelers have a black one for 45 years. The Raiders, Cowboys, and Cardinals are the only teams that have always worn gray, never really? changed it. Raiders, yeah. Cowboys, and Cardinals. Cardinals. And the Panthers, Jaguars, and Ravens, and Texans are the only teams to have worn only one face mask color for their entire existence. Never changed them. The Bills changing to white this past season. Uh, they've now changed their face mask color five different times, which ties the Jets for the most in the league. Now, to put this in perspective, 1974, 88.5% uh, of teams wore gray. By 1978, it was down to 53. And by the 82, it was 25 the gray percentage bottomed out in 99 at 9.7%. And then when the Giants went back to gray in 2000, they, mar they marked the beginning of a little bit of an uptick. Uh, four teams wore gray that year, but by 2011, it's, it, it was actually up to eight. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, I've got one more thing for United by Unis, and we mentioned it last week. Maddie purchased some jerseys online. Oh, so... <laughs> I planned a little bit ahead this week, and I put them beside the uh, the, the the old studio couch here. And uh, this week's theme is running backs. Okay. For the Browns, legends. So, one is a little bit looser fit. Uh, Scott texted us last week and said, uh, "My favorite part of last week's episode was listening to you guys struggle to get into your uniforms." <laughs> So, kudos to whoever picks it. So, this week I have first round draft pick, Trent Richardson, number 33. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then the other option is my boy who left for greener pastures, literally, for the New York Jets, Isaiah Crowell. Isaiah! <laughs> Feed the crow. <laughs> oh, now, man. the Crowell is easily... The better fitting one of the two. <laughs> uh, you know what? I am a crow guy. I've rostered him a couple times. So you know what? I'll take the Richardson. Okay, you'll take the Richardson. Now, I've got a bit of a funny story with Trent Richardson. So, when I first got into fantasy football, I'm going to try not to breathe heavy now. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, these ones fit way better. Yeah, a little bit looser. Maybe Both these were these are better. Maybe these were the old line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, clearly they were running backs. <laughs> but I meant on the flag football I team. Know, yeah, I yeah, know. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, when I first got into fantasy, the first the first league I joined was a league that Show Life Shane started, and like two three years in was when we drafted trent in the first round third overall okay so i was stoked it was also the time around the time that uh 50 cent came out with his album get rich or die trying oh in like 2000 oh maybe it was later okay so it was it was later but i remembered the album and i used it as inspiration for my team name so my team name was t rich or die trying <laughs> which is terrible not that bad. Like not not that bad, but not that great. T. Richard died trying. But I think it was in his second year. No, maybe even the rookie year. Was when the Browns traded him to the Colts and got a first rounder in return. And Shane's buddy in the league, like within hours, changed his team name to T. Rich or get traded. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh man, it fucking rattled me because I didn't know. Like hindsight, you're stoked because he turned into nothing. Yeah, ended up playing for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Yeah. Um. So it worked out, but at the time I was like, "Oh my god, what did the fucking Browns doing? Like this guy's brutal." So, anyways, that was United by Unions this week. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking raise Dion. You know that like eat good thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh John, man. John is a he's a good guy, man. Yeah. You know we uh um yeah, I don't know. Isaiah Crowell, he left for the Jets in the in the in that one off season, but yeah, he for the years he played for the Browns, love the guy. Yeah, he was good. Feed the crow. Yeah. You know what? I let it run a little long. <laughs> yeah, today. why not? Why? Why not? not? It's the best song we play on the pod. Gore's got the newer phone too, so his volume is significantly a bit, better. A little bit nicer. Yeah, real nice. Um, it was a local local milk carton <laughs> this week. Okay. And uh, you know, Maddie and I are a little disappointed that Walmart's gone. Um, not exactly sure yet what's going in there. No. Um, but I know we do still frequent the no frills and I was cruising around the, uh, the dairy department and you know who I saw once again mm. on the back of the milk carton and he's been there before mm. and I was staring at myself <laughs> and it's not so much me that's, that's missing. It's my luck because <laughs> okay. it's fucking shit run out right now. Right. 
and just in the 40, you know, and this is a response to John giving me <laughs> such a fucking hard time about being 0-2. Yeah. And I am 0-2. Thinking that you'd eat CBD chocolate. Like, oh, come on, John. Come on, come John. On. <laughs> but I just, you know what? They always say if uh, if I didn't have bad luck in the 40, I'd have no luck. Yeah, it's right? true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Getting stuck with fucking a couple powerhouses in the div, putting up numbers each week, and uh, you know what? Still losing humbly. Hum- humbly. Oh, hum- yeah, losing. losing. I don't know. Humbly's part of it. <laughs> I don't know how many text messages were sent from your account. <laughs> To the group chat, just griping over the losses. Oh my god, <laughs> fuck the way she goes. But yeah, you're. You know what? But I think you sit down, you have a talk with the man in the mirror. Yeah, exactly. And you ask him, like, "Come on, you know you're better than this. Come you back. Know you are better. Come back than to this. me." And no one knows it better than our fucking boy Soy. <laughs> Come back to me. Where is he going camping in that video? In the video, he is legit walking with a backpack. And on the back of the backpack are like three to four climbing helmets. And he is not with anybody else. Our boy Soy. Our boy Soy. You know what? You do feel alone right now. But guaranteed, you pull out the win against Feldy this week, you'll feel better. Up and up. I need a win. Up and up. Up and up. You know, and Brandon Cooks is not helping me. No, no, you know. But you gotta live and let learn, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, Feldy's been coming through in the clutch. I know, we've been forcing it on him, essentially. For, forcing yeah. it on him at, like, two hours before recording. You got anything? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, he dug deep, and he found a story from 2018 about D-Hop. Hey, that's not bad. Not bad, when he was a Houston Texan. Now, uh, I guess he wanted to share his knowledge with, with the youth and the people in the community, so... In 2018, when he was a Texan, he took to his Twitter account and gave young athletes quite the opportunity. Basically, he said, I'm hosting a workout Wednesday morning at Herman Park, all ages. 50 people ended up showing up, from D1 athletes all the way to four-year-olds. And they worked out in the Houston heat. So basically, it was like cardio, high knees, push-ups, crunches, uh, running the Herman Park hill. Uh, But it gave uh, Hopkins definitely a good sweat, and the people attending, for sure, a good sweat. Herman Park, I guess, was a consistent location for Hopkins while he played for the Texans. Uh, And he said he just wants to give the younger generation valuable lessons. He was quoted as saying, They always ask, you know, what what am I doing to become a a good player and how I'm working. So having that process of being able to see what I do in my off time, I feel like it's good for them. So you got to think, like, Nuke is just a beauty through and through. Oh, yeah, good guy. We've talked about his mom in the past who who's uh, who's blind. He always gives her his touchdown balls. Uh, he's working in the community, so you have to think like now he's he's playing for the Cards. 
Glendale, Phoenix area have to be benefiting from his presence. <clears throat> Huge. Just a great dude overall. I heard they are, uh, the Coyotes didn't sign a new lease. No. With the Glendale Arena, though. Yeah, they're looking, I, I forget where. Tempe. Tempe. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well. Insider. <laughs> insider, yeah. Dave <laughs> filled you in. Um, I do have a Marty's feel good, and Marty's feel good this week is Marty. <laughs> you know, Gordon loves giving himself the milk carton minute. I gave grinder. it to myself twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this week it's Marty in the feel good because, God damn, was I rattled last week? It wasn't loading up to iTunes. I couldn't figure out the music. Uh, planning last minute. Gord's telling me he can YouTube. Like, things, <laughs> <laughs> things are just tough. So, I'm giving it to myself because this week, like, it took a little bit of practice and a few hours to figure it out. But, ended up stump- figuring out the music issue. Uh, Which the, is the main thing. The main thing. Uh, podcast thing. F- farting around with our rss feed and i'm texting gord's like oh what seems to be the issue texting me <laughs> so i tell him in detail he's like you speak it's like you're speaking chinese maddie <laughs> and it's just like all right i'm on my own well so, it, attempting to help though. attempting to help for sure so yeah it was uh basically the <clears throat> apple music has put in a safeguard schmucks like us (laughs) ripping music off youtube to use it as their intro so uh that was the big hang-up so ended up having to find a way to convert it to an m4a file and anyways we're good to go we have our music we have our outro we're hopefully going to be uploaded to apple Podcasts tonight um yeah so a lot of technology which i'm not overly comfortable with but i i feel like i came came through in the clutch Big and, time. Yeah, and Big you know, time. it was nice when Gord was like, nice, what was the issue? And I'm like, so I text him in detail all of those things. It's like, oh, nice, M4A. <laughs> is, that, is that what they injected in my body with the Pfizer drug? <laughs> yeah, I'm double vaxxed. Double vax, baby. I, and you know what? Let my, that M4A run through your system. So my mom is like, a fucking she got a laminator so she could laminate cards for everybody she's Hell laminated yeah. one every for everybody at the shop i asked the flyers too but you know what the quality if i have to do it isn't quite good enough okay but i think if maybe i get like emailed the picture oh yeah <laughs> or maybe you know what if you get take it to costco and get it printed off and then snail mail it to me yeah exactly. i can get it scanned and and laminated for you yeah nice I also work in a building that has an industrial laminator, so I can also help out if if need be. But uh, yeah, you know what? I laminated uh, my sister's, her boyfriend's, my nice. own. Real nice. Yeah, I got a couple actually. Uh, one stuck it stuck it right in the fucking hockey bag because Smart. you know the boys are playing. The boys are back. The Cougar Collision Flyers are back. Oh, nice. You actually right got there. card size, baby. Yeah, I shrunk nice. it down. Good for you. Um, yeah, the Flyers are back. Uh, with a few stipulations, uh, basically a guy has to be vaccinated, double vaxxed, or uh, has to produce a PCR test 72 hours before the game, 40 bucks, 40 bucks every time. So yeah, uh, we're back. It feels yeah, good. Yeah. feels good to be back. Gordo played his first game this past Saturday. Felt like I was moving in slow motion, but uh, it was bad ice. It was bad ice. Bad ice, but you know, Gord's, Gord's selling himself short. He... 
he put himself through a rigorous uh, off-season training program <laughs> and uh, got his actual hockey skates converted to rollerblades <laughs> and then got them re- re-sent back, much like his waiver wire. Um, so he's got his blades back on. But, yeah, you know what? Legs look good out there. Not bad. Not Legs bad. look good. So, all right. Well, uh, we had zero feedback about this segment last week. So we're going to do it again. <laughs> this segment is... Who he play for, slash, who got he be. <laughs> <laughs> so, last week I think I started, so Gordo, if you want to you want to kick it off, let's let's do it. Okay, so I stuck with a, because you know what, we don't need to get abused out here. Sure, right? yeah, let's, let's make it I stuck with a uh, Thursday night football theme. Oh, nice, okay. Okay, yeah. so, number one, Brandon Zilstra. I know this. He plays for the Carolina Panthers before he played for the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. And I only know that because he played like two good, well, not good, amazing years for the Edmonton, then Eskimos, now Elks. Exactly. Yes. And he actually has a younger brother that I think is on the Elks negotiations list. Mm. Yeah. Zilstra. He went to like West Montana University. Yeah, like D3. Where all CFLers come yeah. from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nice. Okay. My guy, Brashad Perryman. Oh, man. <laughs> Where does he play? Fucking Predator. He oh. chopped out those dreads, though. Brashad Perryman. Yes. He signed a nice contract in the offseason. I'll give you a clue. Signed a nice contract in the offseason, did not make the final roster of that team, and then got picked up on waivers by a team in the same division. In the same division. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say Brashad Perryman plays for the Steelers. Good guess, but incorrect. He plays for the Chicago Bears. Oh. Signed a massive con not a pretty significant contract with the Detroit Lions. And given the state of their wide receivers, did not make the team in wow. the offseason. Chicago picked him up. Hmm. Tough one. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, okay. Another one for you. Jalen Camp. Wow. Jalen Camp. Holy smokes. Can I get an uh, offensive player? Offensive player. Okay. Um, position player. And uh, in the AFC. In the AFC, Jalen Camp. I'll go with the Indianapolis Colts. Close. Houston. Tonight. Houston Texans. Thursday Kemp, Fucking Thursday team. <laughs> Man, my short-term memory has taken a hit. <laughs> God damn. Okay, well, uh, guy that's been around for a while, Mohamed Sanu Sr. Oh, man. He played for the Patriots last year. And Sanu, physical receiver, I like him. 
Man, I honestly have zero clue <laughs> where he plays for. Like, I actually... Who got he be? <laughs> yeah, where he be at. <laughs> I have zero clue. Like, I'm going to say... Uh, Denver. Good guess. He plays for the San Francisco 49ers. Come on. Hey. Hey. Mentoring Debo. And Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this one, this one's a funny one. It's an easy one. You should be able to get it. Let's hope. Okay. Yeah. On the pod, I stated him as next year's Kareem Hunt. Oh. (laughs) All right. Okay. Royce Freeman. Royce. (laughs) Oh, man. Did you actually... <laughs> okay. Royce it. Freeman plays for the Oakland... Or Las Vegas Raiders. No, he plays for the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers! <laughs> I told you it was Thursday. Thursday game. night theme! <laughs> oh, my short-term memory is really taking a hit. Man, so he was the third stringer. What? And so the thing is, I picked this before... Caffrey got hurt. Right. Right? So you would have never I made known. a fucking comment about it when exactly. we were saying Exactly. Oh, yes, boy. you did. And he was... So he had, hadn't had played a snap Brutal. yet. And so then Caffrey gets hurt, but I had already picked him. Stop calling him Caffrey. Mick. <laughs> <laughs> or Christian. <laughs> Christian Mingle. Oh, I great. played Christian Mingle this week in the Money League. Damn. Fuck. Man, that... I can't, man, how did I not remember the Thursday night theme? Two, I thought you would have got that. Two one. questions in a row. I was, I'm literally smoking a joint, wondering why I can't remember. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, my last guy, fantasy darling at one point last year. Okay. Kalen Balage. Kalen Balage. <sighs> last year he played for the Raiders. Incorrect. Chargers. No. Chargers? Yeah. Kalen Balage. Is he on... Minnesota? No. He's part of the Steel Curtain. Pittsburgh, maybe. Yeah. Backing up. Najee. Never see him. Najee never comes off. No, he doesn't. That's the way she goes. Well, I'm 0 for 3. I went one for three. Damn it. <laughs> and you should have known. I should have known. Brutal. I, I should go over three. Thir- I, sh- I told you. I wish you didn't. I wish you didn't. Fuck. God damn it. Okay. Well. Where he be at? Positive mindset going into dank stats. That's good to know. The most, 70, most 75 plus yard touchdown since 2016 the receiver that has the most, Tyreek Hill. He has 10. Second place, Juju Smith-Schuster with 5. Really? Yeah. And then Derek Henry in third with 4. 75-plus <laughs> yard touchdowns. Wow. Receiving or rushing. Receiving or rushing. Henry's got 4. Um, did you know there's only 3 players in NFL history that have 10 games with at least 300 passing yards in their first 2 seasons? Dan Marino... Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Really? Yeah. My boy. My, your boy. One of them. <laughs> one, one or the other one either. 
Jacoby Brissett will be the Dolphins' 23rd different starting quarterback since Dan Marino retired in 2000. That's the fourth most of any NFL team over that span behind the first place Cleveland Browns <laughs> at 29, the Chicago Bears at 26, and that's including Justin Fields, and the Washington football team. I was going to say 24. WFT. Yeah. Aaron Jones, I think you mentioned this, tied the Lambeau Field record. Four touchdowns scored. It was done five other times. Uh, and that's the record for touchdowns scored in a Monday Night Football game. Is also four. And it was last done by Marshall Falk in 2000. Crazy. Guys that needed a Jones to show up to win fantasy leagues. It they, happened. Oh, it happened. Nigel won by less than a point. Yeah. Why? Crazy. Jones is also the first running back with three reception TDs in a game. Since Danny Woodhead did it in 2015. Danny Woodhead. Most career games with 150 plus rush yards and two plus rush touchdowns since at least 1950. Hall of Famer Jim Brown did it 13 times. Hall of Famer LaDainian Tomlinson did it 12. Derrick Henry's done it 10 times. Barry Sanders did it 10 times. Also Hall of Fame. Eric Dickerson Hall of Fame 9 times. Emmett Smith Hall of Fame 9 times. Wild. King Henry, baby. Uh, I got him in the 40. (laughs) He's killing it. Well, he killed it this week. Which is good because Ridley isn't. Uh, Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Hey, you got him like 18th overall. That's a steal. 20th. 20th. Um, Players with multiple receiving touchdowns of 60 plus yards in the first two games of the season in the last 35 years include Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Steve Smith, and Tyler Lockett this year. 2021 the chiefs were held to just 24 minutes and one second of possession on sunday night they now hold a two and six record in games when they have less than 24 25 minutes of possession compared to a 37 and three record when they have 25 plus minutes of possession when mahomes is short of a time yeah the ravens rushed for 165 yards in the first half against the chiefs including 147 before contact (laughs) <laughs> Those are some fucking massive holes if you're not getting touched. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the NFC West is 7-1. The AFC West is 6-2. They're combined 13-3 on the season with all three losses coming on scores in the final four minutes of regulation or overtime. The Chiefs do not hold a share of the lead in the AFC West for the first time since the conclusion of Week 16 in 2016. Hmm. Wild. The Colts ran seven goal-to-go plays in the first half against the LA Rams. On those plays, they gained yardage on one out of the seven plays. Jonathan Taylor had four rushes for zero yards, including three straight rushes for one yard from the one-yard line. Wentz was sacked on fourth down. Wentz threw an interception on a shovel pass. <laughs> there were only three instances in all of 2020 of a team running four plays from the one yard line and failing to score on a drive. And the fucking Colts almost did it twice in one fucking drive on their own. Wow. Davis Mills tonight got his first start for the Texans. Since 2016, quarterbacks making their first start on Thursday night own a record of five and one. Now five and two. <laughs> yeah, Mills, you know what? Didn't play that bad, but. That guy's got a thick neck. Thick. And he was getting hammered tonight, Crushed. too. Yeah, Stanford. 
And there's no milestone this week, but there is a Marty's one stat hitter of the week. And there's a little dick simple stats. Perfect. Let me hit the one hitter. Oh yeah, of course. Julio Jones had his 59th career game of 100 reception yards, tying Marvin Harrison for third in NFL history. He's only behind Jerry Rice, who had 76, and Randy Moss, who had 64. Julio, and and he got robbed on that touchdown in the end zone. I think he got both feet down. I thought so, too. Yeah, for sure. Well, Dick Simple Stats this (laughs) week is just about the N40L. Perfect. I got a gripe. (laughs) The country club division is dominating the league in points for. Um, Besting the Steel Reserve division. By 121 points. Total. Total. Okay. The Black Bull division by 112. Hmm. Now, simple stats for the N4DL. Maddie actually leads in points for with 292. Hmm. Pecky has the least points for. Okay. And 208. Okay. Okay. Wow. (laughs) So not a great... No. What a great first two weeks for the kid. <laughs> What's his record? Uh, I would have Let to me look, look it up. up. Let me look it up. Chris is currently sitting at one and one, <laughs> and Gord's own two. Crazy, <laughs> okay, <laughs> which is fucking wild. Um, I lead the N40L in points against with three hundred and twenty-nine. <laughs> Okay, that is 40 more points than anybody else in the league. 40. Not 5, not 6, not 10, not 15, not 20. 40. I have 40 more points against me as a whole than anybody else in the team. Do you know? I didn't look up who's second, but you know who's first in points against? John. John. He has Cyborg the DKO. least points against with 210. Damn. Pussy. <laughs> oh, Gord's gripes. I've missed these. <laughs> I'm griping. Yeah. Well. And you know what? Like, I'm... You know what? Doesn't matter. we're moving on to we're moving on to Feldman (laughs) yeah we're we're on to Feldman we're on to Feldman Not only are you going to run out of jerseys one day, you're going to run out of grinder songs. Never! Never! (laughs) But it is getting very difficult. (laughs) Man, you could recycle grinder songs because you don't play the whole thing anyway. No, and there's some jams that we can use, you know? Exactly. Um, Gord's Grinder, it's back. Back, baby. It's back, baby. And uh, it's, you know, it's the hard hat way. And Fuck yeah. You know, you kick KJ Osborne off the job site 
ain't doing your job. Yeah, Trent Cannon passes piss test. Yeah, Trent Cannon, you kick rocks too. Yeah, you know? unvaccinated, gone. Yeah, so the grinders just try and take get a nice I'm cold Budweiser get, on the way home. I'm just trying to take a load off, take a cruise home, get a tall boy, old Milwaukee. Yeah, right. I'm working in Fort Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, big dick daddy stomping grounds big dick daddy stomping grounds and you know what this this week's grinder hurt me last week and that's that's the kitty buzzsaw that i ran into oh and that was kellen kellen had a monster week last week yeah and and Cortland sutton got him a huge week um how many uh, how many yards did he go for? I don't know. What did our research and analytics department come up with? <laughs> Didn't take a look. <laughs> Just kidding. 131 yards, no tutty. Uh, 24.4 points against me. And when Smellin sent me the fucking gif with the cat, yeah. I was fucking howling. I Man. was howling. It was good. Good gif. So, great, great. Great gif. Great gif. Um, honorable mention to uh, your boy Dalvin, mm-hmm. who went for 131 yards on the ground with no touch. Got hurt, came back. Yes, you know, got hurt again, and then sat out. <laughs> so. And now questionable. Great, but honestly, like uh, Cortland Sutton was an intriguing player going into drafts because the year he before, he, yeah, before year. the year he before he got hurt, he was really becoming a dominant force really and then he gets hurt and it's just like well now they've drafted jerry judy do they still believe in him will he be the same guy yeah he's good you've got the fucking morjex insurance tim patrick hanging around too (laughs) working with what working with uh Uh, our boy covid commander charles charleston (laughs) you know how much he saves on glyco Yeah, fuck. But yeah, the grinder this week, man, Cortland Sutton, and he got me. He got yeah, me. I got, got caught in. in it. I got caught in the kitty buzzsaw. Yes, <laughs> fuck. Give it to him. Leaping off the couch. Oh, man. Okay, well, moving along, we're going on to the Fearless Forecast and the Terrible Tank Cast. Easily our most despised segment because who fucking knows? I thought I would be back on my game, but I'm fucking not, you know. <laughs> shaking off the rust. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Is it worth it? Who knows? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man. Well, last week in The Fearless, I had Mac Jones <laughs> as a quarterback. Yes. Okay? I said he would get 300 and five yards. 300. Through the air. Um, and three tutties versus Zach Wilson. And the Jets, yeah. And you know what he got? 186 pass yards and three sacks. Damn. Where'd the touchdowns go? <laughs> <laughs> so that one... You know what, boys? We'll chalk her up as a loss, all right? <laughs> My next guy, Robert Tanyan, actually did not bad. Um, Tanyan did hit Pater 
he got a tutty, but he only mustered 52 yards, and I said that Tanyan would have 65 yards. Damn. So, by technicalities, I have to go 0-2. <laughs> Five straight facts, homie. <laughs> Who'd you go with this week? Or who'd you get last week? What, what, what? Oh, you're not going to do your predictions Well, okay, first? I'll do my predictions. Yeah, might okay. as well. So this week again... You had wide receiver. I had wide receiver and running back. Yeah. Um, I legitimately am just guessing. Okay? <laughs> because there's no point. I'll look up, oh, this guy's playing the team with the fucking... The most receiving yards against them. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. So... Running back, James Robinson. Oh. Plays Arizona. So you know the reason why I picked James Robinson? Because uh, I was looking at the score. Can't be his coach. No. No. And I thought I was looking at week 10 because the Giants, that's their bye week. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, it's, or no, it, I don't think it was week 10. It was Thanksgiving weekend. And I was like, ah, or No. November 11th. <laughs> okay. That's it. Found it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe Megs and I can go away for the weekend and go watch a Giants game. Nope. It's their fucking bye week. So then I'm scrolling through the score and I'm looking for my fearless. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at who plays who. Jacksonville actually ended up playing Indianapolis in the week that I was looking at. Mm. But then I was like, oh, fuck, I'm on week 10. So I need to scroll back to week three, and they actually play Arizona. Okay. And you know what? He's going to get 93 yards on the ground, 26 through the air, and one receiving touchdown. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of faith in the coach, man. Just because. They got a lot of tools down in Jacksonville. I just think they got a guy that's not ready as as their head honcho. We'll see. Who knows? I maybe agree. maybe James Robinson. I agree. Will pop off. Who knows? But my second pick. 93 yards. 93 yards on the ground. Yeah. No touchdown. One catch. Touchdown. 26 receiving yards. Okay. Doesn't matter how many catches he gets. Yeah. And one receiving tutty. Okay. Okay. Wide receiver. My boy. Hunter Renfro. <laughs> <laughs> Who has been a great oh, slot guy for Derek Carr. And he's been a little PPR darling. So, what's he got? 79 receiving yards and one tutty versus Miami. He's hitting pay dirt. Big time. You know, and if this whole NFL thing doesn't work out for him, we got a spot for him to be a producer in this <laughs> studio. He'd fit right in. <coughs> oh, boy. Hunter. Hunter Renfro. <laughs> A guy that not many people are rostering right now. No, but, but worth it. I He's would the say fucking so. Man, he's a little baller. Yeah, he is. Baller. Whenever the Raiders need a third down conversion and Waller is covered or doubled, it's Renfro. Man, did you see Renfro when he fucking when they were joint practicing with the Rams this no, year? No. And he beat Jalen Ramsey in coverage, and he's like, "Well, I just beat Jalen Ramsey in coverage." So he's like, <laughs> you know, he had swag about him. I like him. Oh, shit. He's balding. He is falling <laughs> hard, man. That was happening at Clemson before he got out. Man. 
So that's my fearless. Those are the that's the fearless. Own two. James right? Robinson and Hunter Redford. Nice. You're gonna move to two and two. I can just <laughs> feel it. <laughs> well, last week in the tank, I had a tough week. At wide receiver, I chose Marquise Hollywood Brown against the the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, last week I stated facts as to why this young, slight receiver would have a bad week against the chefs of Kansas. Uh, Real hard-hitting, deep-diving journalism for the resilience, because I like to deliver. Uh, I predicted that Hollywood would get less than 35 yards, four catches, and no scores. Well, clearly my instincts led me astray, because little did I know that he had a little bit of extra motivation going into that week. Motherfucker. Not only did he obliterate my tank cast of with by posting a six catch, hundred and thirteen yard, one touchdown stat line, but unfortunately for your faithful host and pod in general, on again, off again, pod correspondent and entertainment reporter Bacon was MIA on the scoop until well after the fact. So I'm blaming him. According to Wags Unfiltered. An online celebrity watchdog and website surprisingly not created by Chris Kirk and Linney. Brown had not one, but two girlfriends in attendance at the last game. Let's kick things off with something light. Allegedly, Hollywood pimp Daddy Brown had two women at the same game. Okay, it ain't none but a little bit of competition. The account, what was it called? Wags Unfiltered, said in their Instagram post. This information would have been helpful prior to the game time for a guy to know what the fuck to do. If there was a silver lining in this whole kerfuffle of a tank fail, it said at least Bacon popped his head back up on the BFB scene like a prairie dog on the Saskatchewan farmland. (laughs) What this means for the pod in general is yet to be clear, but we all know the BFB is a better place when Bakes is dropping his tasty bits. Oh yeah, Bacon's bits. I'll take this this loss, but fuck me. Hollywood Brown rolls two girlfriends at the game. If I knew uh, that, the guy I would have he could have been your fearless. He could have been you the know? fearless. Fuck. You know what? We might have to save one of the one of the jerseys for Bacon. Might have to get him in here. Yeah, gotta get him in here. It will might be this Crowell. Yeah, and I'll guarantee that it will not be a Colt McCoy. <laughs> I'm a little choked. I wanted 16 this year on the Flyers, but Bobby Clark, Bobby Clark had to give it to have to had to give it to Bakes. A little yep. uh, a little looser, a looser fitting. Yeah, and mine, I Bakes. I ain't gonna lie, mine ain't that fucking loose. Mine's all right, tight mine's a large. Shit, it's a tight. Uh, I roll full tuck all the time. Not. <laughs> Yeah, uh, by choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just from the hunch, it just shoves it in there, man. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah, so I lost that one. Well, at running back, I went Josh Jacobs against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, when I made the prediction of under 25 rush yards, no scores, uh, there was a chance that my friend Joshua wouldn't even play this game because he was listed as questionable with a toe injury. Well... It must have been a nasty ingrown because he did, in fact, sit out. (laughs) Uh, There is suspicion that he may also have to miss this week against the Finns. Due to all of this, he stayed under my tank predictions, but as a man of integrity, I cannot and will not take this as anything other than an L this week. 
live by the sword, die, die by, by the, the sword. sword, right? That's a hard, uh, hot way. Yeah, I don't know. Feel free to pick up any one of Gord's cliche lines <laughs> and insert it in here after that take. <laughs> oh, live by man. the sword, die by the sword, man, you do. <laughs> Dude, I, I fully walked into Callan Gallagher's trap earlier in the episode, <laughs> and you just did the same in mine. <laughs> Now, an 0-2 start is not exactly what I would have hoped for to start this fucking saggy, uh, but in a weird way, I also kind of expected it. I know the message boards on the dark web will be engulfed, <laughs> as I am certain to get roasted, but it's a long season, I need to implore. I'll keep my head down, keep on working, and let that positivity reign. Can't keep the bathwater frigid for long, <laughs> and it starts this week. I'm going to turn it around. oh man so here we fucking go this week at quarterback i have joe burrow against the pittsburgh steelers last week joseph b completed 19 of 30 passes for 207 yards two touchdowns and three interceptions in the Bengals' week two loss against the bears now, what's interesting about this stat line is that those three picks came on three consecutive passes. They did. Not ideal. Um, so, this week he takes on the Steelers' D, who allowed just tw- 22 passing touchdowns all of last year, which tied for 7th fewest in the league. Not to mention this game is at Heinz Field. I think managers would be wise to let this young stud take a breather on the bench, because I think he'll only pass for two twenty for under 220 yards one touchdown and two picks. Now, here's where we get bold. At tight end, logically, if I simply avoid the three or four big name tight end receivers and target the other 28 starters in the league, I should be laughing and reveling in accurate predictions for the entire season. These bunch of fucks are typically fantasy turds And if you get more than five points out of any other 28 starters in the league, it's a positive. So with that mini rant of Matt's irrational hate done, I'm going to go ahead and pick every starting tight end in the NFC East to have a gutter trash week. (laughs) Logan Thomas, Dalton Schultz, Dallas Goddard, Evan Ingram, and if he doesn't play, Kyle Rudolph, will all score under uh, six fantasy points this week. Let's make this tank dream a reality, boys. Oh, baby. Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. <laughs> Let's dream big, boys. Yeah, he's just going broke this week. So you're you're banking on four guys to tank under five, six points. Okay. I showed you the number four, and I said five. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm broken. Oh, well, good luck. <laughs> Fuck, it's hard. It's honestly, it is really hard. Yeah, it is tough. But well. Should we rip through the duds? Let's rip through them. Zach Wilson, quarterback, versus New England. 6.9 points. Rough one for the kid. 210 yards uh, through the air. Four interceptions. Brutal. 
<clears throat> 19 rush yards. Tough one. A lot of big names on the rest of this list. Yes. Wide receiver Tyreek Hill at Baltimore. 4.4 points. 15 rush yards, 4 targets, 3 receptions, 14 yards. Tough one for the kid. Shut down. Shut down. Averitt or something was the guy covering him. Running back Alvin Kamara at Carolina. 5 points. He had 5 rush yards, 4 receptions, 25 yards. That whole team put up a fucking stinker, yeah, man. Yeah, it was a stinker. Big Brutal. Time. Tight end, George Kittle um, at Philly. 3.7 points. Four targets, four receptions, 17 yards. Tough one. Now, that's why you draft a quarterback or a tight end early, like the third, fourth round. Yeah. For that kind of production, right? You know, well, same I think thing. there's two tight ends you draft early Kittle and Waller. No, Kittle I avoided. No, I Kittle. Knew. No, it's Kelsey and Waller for exactly. sure. Exactly. Yeah, Kittle is the. Was kind of being thought like he'll slip a bit, but boy, like he's had a, a tricky. Well, they're not throwing here. the ball. No, that's true. Um, also, how is how is everybody feeling about drafting Marquez Callaway in New Orleans? I just want to, yeah. I just want to put that one out there. Oh, I dropped Marquez Callaway for Quinton Cephas or Quintez oh, Cephas. Quintez Cephas. <laughs> oh, baby. Sounds wonder, like a side effect of that. Sound, sounds like a side effect of that M4A fucking stuff that you put <laughs> in your arm. Well, duds at quarterback. I had, or, or sorry, I did buds. <laughs> Court just finished the shitty guys. I'm going to do the good guys. At buds, quarterback Kyler Baby Yoda Murray against Minnesota, 39 points, 400 yards passing on the nose with three touchdowns, two picks. He also had 31 yards on the ground on only five carries, and he scored once while he rushed. This guy is turning into an unstoppable force, and with the weapons that the Cards have added the past few years via trade and the draft, you have to think he's only scratching the surface of his potential. At wide receiver, cutie Cooper Cup against the Indianapolis Colts. Huge game. 36 points. He snagged nine of his 11 targets for 163 yards and two scores. The connection between him and good old Georgia boy, Matthew Stafford, is very real, very quickly. And it's got to bring a smile to fantasy managers, error, to see this relationship blossom. Well, all except for Mr. Peterson out in Vancouver. <laughs> Running back, Derek King Henry against <clears throat> the Seattle Seahawks. Wasn't good enough. 48 points. 35 attempts. 30 Five. Wasn't good enough. 182 yards, three scores. Absolute beast mode in the land of the beast quake. He even was bold enough to catch all six of his targets for 55 yards. The ocean gulls didn't have an answer. Even with Aaron Jones's huge week, there's no way to not choose Henry's performance for Bud RB of the week. Now, at tight end, <laughs> this was really tough to pick, I have to say. You know, every week it's like, oh, who could it be? Waller or Kelsey? Waller or Kelsey? No one else is relevant in this <laughs> fucking position. So this week I decided to go with my boy, Travis Kelsey, against the Baltimore Ravens. Is he your boy? Yeah, I guess. Like, <laughs> fuck, he's the only boy that produces. He uh, he had 24 points. Hey, look, best best tight end in the league. He was the only tight end last week to go over 100 yards. You know? Yay! 
Seven targets, 109 yards. The next closest guy scored 17 points. So I also want to pose another question. Um, it really makes you wonder why guys aren't starting uh, tight ends in that flex spot now that we've opened it up in the 40. Haven't seen anybody roll two tight ends. But I'm pretty sure I know why. I'm pretty sure I know why. Because you just hurt yourself. I hurt myself today <laughs> to see if I still feel I focus on the pain the only thing that's real <laughs> There's a hole. Oh, baby. What a movie. Yeah. So, there you go. It was Travis Kelsey. That was our... Uh, Buds and duds. Buds and duds. You know? <laughs> when it comes to the duds, you know? You never know. You never know who's going to be on Gord's list. Matt's list. All that shit. Okay. Well, well N40L games this week. Quickly. Yes. Uh, Beverly Blazers took down Doctor's Orders, um, one twenty-five to one nineteen. Close, close one. I was yeah. sweating. He had Aaron Rodgers on Monday night. Uh, I feel like I got lucky on that win. Cyborg DKO took down the Degenerates, one twenty-two to ninety-nine. Fuck you, John. Uh, Scoundrels took down the Vices, one thirty to one twenty-seven. Really tight game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Butchers on the Bay, one thirty-seven. Point eight eight <laughs> to over the Strathcona Coronas one thirty seven point four four. Wow, point four four points separated yeah. those two. Great That's win, wild. Nigel. Needed um, it. Needed he needed it. it. Needed it. And the Butt Pirates uh, lost to the Boners one twenty two to ninety five. I lost to Kitten Boy the Kitty Buzzsaw. 162 to 140. I would have beat every other team, but nobody wants to hear about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, before we move on to the Triple F, let's just give a little shout out right now to our boy Nigel, who squeaked out that win over Andrew this week. But he also wrote his last test to become a full fledged doctor. Oh, nice. So, yeah, he's waiting his results, but congrats, Nigel. Uh, full on neurosurgeon. Uh,. I think his kind of like uh, subspecialty is movement disorders. Okay. On top of that, but I mean, like, you're a neurosurgeon at Johns Hopkins University. Good for you. I I teach kindergarten in Edmonton. <laughs> I fix cars. Yeah. Good for you, bud. So, anyways, congrats on that. Uh, let's jump into the triple F. Um, yeah, I got I got fucking worked. Uh, this week in the triple to a team that was drafted by a computer. Um, my boy and buddy, C-Rob, ended up pulling out the win on me, 43, 143 to 104. I absolutely tanked it. Brutal week. The riffraff came to play against the Grosvenor Gluttons, uh, 164 to 111. Trouser would, Snakes. What? Would have beat every team in uh, that league too, but whatever. Cute. Well... Okay, but you got the win in that league. You griping over that <sighs> Thank too? Thank God. Needed it. That's the way she goes. The Trousers Sinks beat the uh, New Denver Broncos 123 to 111. 
Northside Knights got back in the win column 154 to 139 over Soldier Fields. Who do you think you are? I am prevailed over the Isle of Wild Waps. Back in the win column. Northside Knights haven't lost a game. Haven't lost a game. Oh, no. I thought they lost week two. No. Oh, okay. All right. It's just week two. Week one. <laughs> uh, fuck sakes. Um, anyways, the WAPs uh, lost 130 to 99. Uh, WAPs just made a significant trade with Huge. Johnny Schmeller's team. Uh, Nick gave up his first and second round draft Wild. pick for uh, Alvin Kamara in an eighth and a ninth. So, Johnny, week two, already in cell mode. Uh, and now the WAPs thought they were set with uh, Kamara and CMC as their backfield, but Thursday night happened. <laughs> so hopefully Trey Sermon gets the nod soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the last matchup, the Better Than the Jets uh, put a whooping on Johnny Schmeller's team, 153 to 119. Better Than the Jets, it has to be noted, last worst team last year. 2-0 start this year. Yeah. Taking are. them on this week uh, are the fucking Tokes. It's going to be a tough one. going to be a tough one. Well, we're getting to the end of the pod. A little bit of a lengthy one. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, uh, yeah. Pretty pretty typical. Yeah. You know what? Break it into segments. <laughs> you know. Do we need... You know what? Yes, let's. Story, yes. Story time? Yes, I think we need to do this. We put it off last week. Let's do okay. it. Uh, because this story time will lead to a potential segment. That, uh, well, yeah. maybe. Maybe. We'll Depends on the buy-in. There's only like three guys that fit the that credentials. <laughs> no, that listen. But like, that fit the credentials of this segment you want to introduce. Which well, is really just... A, which is <laughs> you just... Griping. Yeah. Um, doing your best Don Cherry. so being a commissioner is not an easy task all right there's a lot of responsibilities held on one when you are commissioner of a fantasy football league (laughs) and uh the money league that i'm in big money man 200 bucks to play 12 team league 12 team league three team or three person keeper it's a tough one tough one to win but there's no punishment, so whatever. Right. But still 200 bucks. Tough to win when you keep Mostert. <sighs> yeah, I didn't have a very good team. I still don't. But um, week one, there was a guy. So we drafted on a slow league. So this this new segment coincides with story time this week. Right. Um, and it's Commissioner's Corner. <laughs> so... The commissioner and the other in the money league essentially set the lineup for a guy in our league. Right. Reason being, uh, we drafted in a different app because it was a slow draft, which is the most painful thing I've ever done in my entire life. So for guys that don't know. It was a legitimate 12 hour per pick draft. Mm. So you had 12 hours to pick your next guy. Right. And so you started two, three weeks, or two a week before yes. the actual season kicks off. Yeah, okay. Um, fourth pick overall, uh, J.K. Dobbins. Done. <laughs> and, then, and then another guy who fucking... So eventually we said, hey, let's only do half an hour per, per pick. Right. Or an hour, whatever, yeah. two hours. 
He was on the boat and he was on the turn, Scotty Mack. Okay. On, and he was in the 12 spot, so he auto drafted two picks. Mm. One of those picks, Gus Edwards. Oh, tough break. <laughs> so it was like, oh fuck, <laughs> man! I just, I, I just, just so happened to fucking draft the RB one in Baltimore. Yeah. Day later, nope. <laughs> tough break. Yeah. Anyway, this guy. Wife's a Raven fan, isn't she? Wife's a Raven fan, and he's, he's a Steelers, Steelers fan. fan. Yes. Tough. Yes. Okay. And I bought their little kid. Um, their little girl, a Baker mm. jersey. Lucky yeah. gal. So, commission this league. So, there's different leagues where, or different apps we're, we're drafting in. Right. So, you drafted in the Sleeper app? Drafted in the Sleeper app, played in the Yahoo app. Okay. Then I look, uh, you know, Thursday night, and Buddy doesn't even have a lineup set. So, I say in the group chat, hey... No fucking free rides, yeah. right? So that this guy doesn't get the free win. Right. Well, what does the commissioner do? He completely sets Buddy's lineup. Because he had already entered it in the Yahoo draft. Mm. So the, the guy just hadn't literally set his lineup. Okay. He made his roster in the false... In the yes. one he drafted in. Not the actual league. Yes, exactly. Okay. So he just converted. But... So the intentions were there. Intentions were there. Antonio Brown, who is on the guy's team that didn't didn't set. Pops off week one. Pops off week week one and gets put in Buddy's lineup. Hmm. Huge, huge controversy in the Money League. And as a commissioner, (laughs) myself, I ain't letting that shit fly. Right? What part of it, though? Because I think there's an acceptable part that would be like, I don't think Brown can have access to the starting lineup, Mm-mm. especially since he's uh, like, you can have a sticking point and say like, you have to set your own lineups. That's fine. But if the guy legit, he legitimately mistakenly thought... th- put, set the wrong lineup in the wrong app, then you set the guy's lineup that he had minus the minus player playing. Brown and, playing on Thursday for and sure. That's what ended up happening. Perfect. That's the so, best way to go about so, it. So I mean, unlike myself, how many reminders did this guy have though that it was not in that bullshit app? More than enough. He okay, knew. So there was an argument. If a guy wanted to be a stickler, yes, he could say fuck that shit. But. Technically, if it's a Thursday game, the guy has till Sunday morning to, to set, set a the rest of his line. Right? Yes, yeah, but he can't so. play that guy on Thursday. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? It's not easy. It's not easy being at the helm. So, okay, uh, what uh, might I ask? What is your goal with this segment? Uh, no segment. No, I don't. I would like. I, to, I think it could be a segment. You I know mean, what the thing is? Being a commish, Kel knows it's a thankless job. Okay. Right? Yeah. okay fuck me you're telling a guy that's got to collect actual money off of like okay kellen actually collects money you don't man so here's the thing here's the thing the money league which is 200 dollars, yes not just 50 we do not prepay scott no you don't no we pay at the end to the winner but it's the same guys year after year. It rolls over, right? I guess. I guess the fucking flyers is over. too. 
I, well, I was gonna yeah, say, it's like, the same same people, right? Isn't it? Well, sometimes there's changes, but like this year, there's a new guy. Some guys need accountability, though. Like I legit a month ago texted Robbie and I said, "Did I ever pay you for winning the league?" He was like, uh, "Hey, pal, how's it going?" <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, fuck." So I sent him fifty bucks right away, right? Oh, yeah. I I forgot, but like, man, yeah, some guys need that reminder, which I know from experience of it's running a men's hockey bucks. league team. Yeah, true. <laughs> try try when it's six hundo, man. Yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah, man. Yeah, so. Anyways, I forget how we got talking about fees. <laughs> God damn it. Anyways, well, good pod, buddy. It's long. Yeah, oh, it was good. You know what? I feel like we hit our stride again. You know, Russ never sleeps. Neil Young said or something like that. Knocking it <laughs> off, trying to get rid of it. Um, I think Taylor Swift was a hell of a choice. A hell of a choice. I don't think there's much else to say. Uh, no, you know what? Start thinking of your questions for next week now. <laughs> if anybody actually listens to the very end. Right, yeah. Because, like, you know, these new listeners are great and we love them, but they're also a lot of work to deal with. <laughs> All right. All right. Pod signing out. See you next week.
want love if it's torture Don't say I didn't, say I didn't warn ya Boys only want love if it's torture Don't say I didn't, say I didn't warn ya